Oh, look who's decided to join us. You owe me a carton of cigs, Doc. He thought you were dead when we found you. Sounds like a great doctor. Veterinarian, actually. So what are you then, like, his nurse? As far as I'm concerned, we should have left him to bake. But Moses thinks he could be useful. May well be. Yeah, or he could be some damn maniac like the rest of them. You got any more of my stuff around here? Your stuff? You better get used to the idea of sharing around here, buddy. Quick. And where exactly is out here? Can't tell you that. Not yet. I suppose you can't take these off either. You'd guessed right. Moses says no. Not until he talks to you. Who the fuck is this Moses? I am the fucking Moses. Who the fuck are you? You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we head to the year 2XXX and celebrate my birthday with some buds, some beers, and whatever the hell Johnny Jell is in... Irredeemable. <laughs> you gotta make everything about you all the time. I, uh, I do. It's, 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 my, it's my birthday, man. Happy birthday. Thanks, bud. How you doing? Uh, we can't celebrate without people, right? And And you... You're, you're not. You're I, not people. I, I thought I was enough for you, but <laughs> no, you're person. We need people. Apparently, I was wrong. So, so therefore, uh, we have the guys from the Bloody Good Film Podcast joining us for what is going to be the most momentous occasion ever on this podcast. Hi, guys. A low bar. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, they never set it up that high to begin with. Uh, happy birthday, I guess. We, we're pretending to care about that, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's fine. No, I saw them. Everybody saw. else does. I stopped a long time ago. <laughs> Says the guy that actually took me to dinner Aww. tonight, like a true friend. I poisoned you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably you gave you probably gave me COVID, <laughs> bringing me to that fucking <laughs> restaurant took, tonight. I took you to I took you to a place that puts the monkeypox directly into the burger. <laughs> so a monkeypox burger? Those oh, are good. <laughs> yeah, can you fucking believe that they're 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 they're, they're uh, the CDC, I think, is actually saying that monkeypox now is a nationwide, like, na- uh, emergency now. Uh, yeah. It's like 6,000-something cases right now, and I'm like, I'd rather get COVID. Oh, than yeah. I know it's not deadly, but the <laughs> gross-ass rashes or boils or I whatever, I can't deal with you, that crap. Is that what you disgusting. Get? I haven't, well, I haven't seen what that it's is. A, yeah, it's a pox. You guys remember it's the a, bay? It's like getting chicken, you get chicken pox or smallpox. It sounds kind of awesome, though. Yo, bro, you got the fucking pox? <laughs> I don't know if if I if I even like see a zit coming on my arm, I'm chopping it off. I'm like, if it starts there, it's going off. <laughs> the next episode, Josh is just gonna be a torso. He's just sitting there. Everything's cut off. I, I got the golden voice. I don't need arms. He doesn't edit. I don't edit. That's true. He doesn't. That's true. All you need to do is, is just talk into a microphone. Exactly. Well, you'd uh, have to prop yourself up somehow. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll just fall over. Oh, I can get the um, arms behind my back and just like prop myself towards the mic. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, uh, how you guys been? Doing, doing good. Uh, ready to <laughs> talk some shit. We're doing better until we had to watch this movie. <laughs> Otherwise, it's been a pretty good week. 
Oh, you oh, bite God. your you bite your tongue. This I'm, is I'm this good. Is, I'm good. I'm glad they came here for the for the same thing I came. Can here we for. just take a second to appreciate this, the fact that you made us watch a movie that you were involved with on your birthday on your podcast? Like, what is there a more narcissistic yeah. thing than that? <laughs> hey, this wasn't my idea. Actually, this was this guy's idea. Was it? Oh yeah, it was. I think I wanted to do Tiki, dude. I, I, I could have trust me. We trust me. You're happy we didn't do that. I could have sworn <laughs> in the messages like James, like let's do something else with them, and you're like, no, this is Star Power Mike right now. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> no way. It's fun. It's fun. I we've we've actually been talking about wanting to do this on the show probably since we started. Just because we thought it would just be funny to rip it apart and and have fun with it, and probably get uh, like six viewers on it. So like, congratulations! That's all we get anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually pretty generous. I'm estimate. pretty sure we're two of them. <laughs> I don't know. Josh's dad uh, apparently is a listener now because he loves it when we make fun of Josh. <laughs> so hi, Josh's dad. Um, your son is an asshole. Oh, my dad oh. knows I'm a disappointment. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he stopped listening to my podcast and listens to you guys. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, hi. Hi. What's up? Hi. I'm James. I'm Mike. I don't think we ever introduced we didn't. ourselves. We, did. but, uh, we didn't. We got too preoccupied with uh, with the men of the hour here. <laughs> we got too preoccupied. What well, you got, the, you got the big names on here. Finally, you got some prestige. Yeah, why am I more nervous than usual? It's like it's like our tongues are tight. Yeah, I feel like I have something, uh, some some sort of standard uphold here, <laughs> even though we have no standards typically. I mean, I've listened to every single episode, and uh, you sound about the same. Like, there's a little bit of disappointment. There's a little bit of like <laughs> they think they're funnier than they actually are going on here. So it Self, seems self-loathing. Yeah, it seems I, business as usual. I've never once in my life thought I was funny. I resent that. You uh there you go. <laughs> that, that, was, that wasn't funny. I'm I'm closing my my fucking lens cap now. He just proved his point. Like everybody went completely silent after that. If you don't edit in like cricket sounds later, you're missing out. Oh, I will be. Don't worry. Don't worry. I got I got a big edit job ahead of this, which I as we were talking before we went on air, Jesse can approve or uh Jesse can uh, can feel my pain here. Words are fucking hard tonight, man. I don't know what's going Have on. Have you been it's drinking monkey pox hard already? Oh shit, you guys got monkey pox. That can't come over the internet, right? God, I hope not. No, we had the uh it is a virus. My um, computer's going to get monkey we had, pox. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had Oh, we're watching Monkey Shines right now. What well, is, is that, that another is that another one that I I do I say that weird? What? How do you say that? The name of that movie? Uh it's Monkey Shines. Monkey Shines. Monkey shines. Who says monkey shines? I don't know. I'm just. I'm wondering if I say that one. That one weird, like the way I say Breaking Bad. Um, but uh, no, we had. A, what did we have? A smoked old fashioned Ooh. at dinner. Yeah, that fucking hit me hard. Well, I had one cause, drink tonight. Cause Mike, and I'm like cause, fucking feeling it. Because <laughs> Mike only sipped on it all through dinner, and then it was time to go, so he just slammed like the last three quarters of it. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah, and those fucking the cherries, you know, the candied cherries. They put the old part. fashioned. Dude, that thing was strong. That was I, I. I had to do a double take. Like my mouth was like salivating. It was so strong. You guys got some heavy cherries here. That's the only reason why I'm drunk right now. <laughs> I want to be an adult, but when you put fruit on top of a drink, I always want to eat the fruit first, and that takes me back to being a kid. So you're basically just eating adult fruit at that point. Alcoholic fruit gets you to feeling like a kid. Yeah. That's an interesting. I had childhood. a rough childhood. What kind of soccer team were you on? We had the best oranges. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Someone's mom brings vodka-soaked oranges and watermelon. All right, kids. Oh, 
You must have been a big uh, Jungle Juice fan. Do you guys have oh, that yeah. out there? Or is that like a, think, Michigan, is that a Michigan thing? Do you guys have that no, out there? I, I don't it's know if that's like a Michigan thing. They brought that to the moon when they went there. Do you guys have distilled spirits <laughs> out there in the wild, wild west? <laughs> I don't know. Josh did say he lived out in the buttfuck desert. Oh, it's so. awful. Yeah. I don't know what they have oh, out do there. You make, do you make your own... Uh, well, like cactus, I was cactus say, liquor or something. Exactly. We'd be poured in cactus and then we just spit out the needles. <laughs> you guys have seen the hills have eyes, right? That's yeah. basically oh, yeah. where Josh lives. Yeah. Really? Why oh. why do you live there? Why not? Was, was this by choice? It's cheap rent. That's the only reason why I'm here. I can afford to live here. That's a fair <laughs> point. I've lived in some shit places. Right down the street from James actually was a pretty shit place. <laughs> I like that apartment. <laughs> I hated that apartment. Did you really? I, dude, it was... Everything was broken all the time. The people would party until like six o'clock in the morning. Everything's broken in your house right now all the time. It is not. <laughs> I'm in one of the That's... few areas in California where we actually do have to question whether or not it's gunfire or fireworks, and uh, or, or meth lab exploding. Like I'm oh. in like that area of California. I'll, I'll say the meth lab got me, but you do realize that we live next to Detroit. It's, oh. it's very, very similar. I say, I say well, yeah, that's we live true. We live next to Detroit. We live 20 miles outside. Yeah, we live next to LA, but it's not technically next to LA, but it's not technically the same thing. I, I work next to Detroit. How about that? There you go. Yeah. Actually, yeah. sometimes you work in Detroit. Sometimes I do. Like Mike's, when you work in Mike's the red place. Lights? Not with that beard. You're not getting any business. Mm, no, it's good. Oh, that it's is just, trashy. It's bringing it all in, man. You need to, you need to dye your mustache black. Yeah, I, I do. I'm noticing it now more in the camera that you can barely see it just looks like i have a really shitty chin strap going yeah i thought you were going for the neck <laughs> i thought it yeah, was a no, chin no it's strap. there trust me the mustache is just as well it's not as thick as this but it's it's thick it's just blonde i never noticed how bad it was thick and blonde that's how i like them <laughs> <laughs> hey man hey man i never uh i never i never claimed that i was gonna be winning any fashion contests here it's just pure laziness um so anyway what have you guys been up to <laughs> Not a whole lot right now. Just like driving back and forth to work. My life's pretty fucking boring. Where do you work? I, I work for this place called Axing Care, which I probably and eh, they won't listen to this. It's just like <laughs> health shit. Like I'm just I'm just like, we, can, we can bleep it out. I'm just like uh this guy works for us. This guy's a dumbass. But no, they're not gonna listen to this. Like uh it's just like health care and hospice care, but I don't I don't actually help any old people. I just take their money. You and, just and apply. murder them. I don't talk to them. I don't like if if they were to call me on the phone, I would hang up immediately. I'm Calif just dealing with their cash, so it's not like California's got the uh, the death with dignity law, doesn't it? Are you are you in there doing the uh, the euthanasia and stuff? Josh is the angel you know, of death. You would think they lower the qualifications on giving that. Like you don't really need to be that good with medicine. Yeah, to kill there's somebody. no skills involved. Just mix a bunch of stuff and give it to them. Right? Wait, you, that that's actually a thing in California. Like, that's legal. I'm not a hundred percent. I know there are some states, but they're very few. I'd assume because we're so liberal out here that we allow it. Like I'm all for it, but never. Uh, we've never, it's never come up on like when I'm looking through like uh, uh, the files or whatever, like, Oh, this guy was just euthanized. So it's not coming up in my work, but uh, <laughs> it, it could be happening. Maybe you're just looking for the wrong thing. Maybe it says this guy just died with dignity. <laughs> and you think like, oh, that's nice. But it turns out he just drank a cocktail of lye and whatever the hell they put in it. It that it's just it's funny because uh, you know, Doctor you know Dr. Kevorkian is Yeah, I yeah, know. Uh, he did Dr. the acid yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's from a while ago. I don't know. Did you know that fucking Al Pacino 
starred as Jack Kevorkian yeah. in a movie. Yeah, it was a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, wasn't it? I had no fucking idea. And mm-hmm. like Scorsese made it or something like that. It was yeah. some, some big uh, director. Really? Yep. I, I had yeah. no idea that was a thing. Yeah. Dr. Kevorkian used to uh, flyer down at the end of my parents' street at the big Memorial Day parade every year. He would go by with flyers about about how they should legalize like self-assisted suicide or, or assisted suicide and all hey, that stuff. Hey, kid, tell your grandma to come talk to me. Yeah, it, it, it turns out I grew up in a kind of a weird place. That is <laughs> weird. Fucking Dr. Kevorkian walking the streets. Ooh, that's spooky. Yeah. The oh, yeah. real angel of death. I remember my dad had a pretty my, my dad had a pretty lengthy conversation with him too. It was just like shooting the shit with him, like down, down down at the fucking USA parade, just yeah, killing so. just killing time with him. Now what's uh-huh. now what's the age limit on this euthanasia stuff? Because my son is a huge disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just banned abortion, so not that young. <laughs> he's uh he's three hundred months old. Can I Are you trying to put him? the youth back in euthanasia? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a great tagline. Oh, we've got to bring this in. <laughs> putting putting put that on your next movie. Euthanasia. Make killing kids fun again. Oh, yes. Wow. There's something to this. I, I don't know if this is a business I want in on the ground floor for, so I'll let you take it. Oh, no, you're in. You're, you're part of that think tank, my friend. <laughs> Buckle in, man. Ride the wave. <laughs> I'm just oh, like my washing God. my hands, clicking out of the screen. <laughs> Well, James, speaking of correcting the youth of America. Hey, nice. Is that what you call abortion? (laughs) Correcting the youth? My God. Uh, Let's get into some some corrections from last week. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, guys. uh, I do have a couple corrections from us last week. Uh, Apparently, uh, in Bram Stoker's Dracula, the identity of the brides is never actually revealed. Hmm. Have either of you guys read actually read Dracula? Yeah, Josh, you're the big reader. So, so is that is that is that the case? Though everything that I found, the brides, they're just kind of there. They were just kind of there, but uh, you were trying to make it like an origin story for Dracula with the brides (laughs) making him a part of that, and like he was the original vampire. Like yeah. vampirism comes from Dracula. Uh, it's so, an awful book, though. It's a terrible, if, terrible. If book. that's the case, then though, in a way, he did sire them. We just don't know when or how or if it was direct. Yeah. But in 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 a weird kind of way, he had to have because it's yeah. part of his lineage. Didn't we say? Didn't we say though? I can't remember. I didn't get that far into the episode. But were we saying that it could be more of a reimagining? Where they I, I, sire him, or no? Or... You were trying to convince me that Justin Long is Dracula, and that this is how he became. I'm saying, <laughs> Dracula. I, I'm saying, like, a what if it's a reimagining, and in, instead of instead of him siring the three brides, they sire him. Yeah, but he's the big name there, so it's like, I, I guess he he's like, uh, I'm the man, Dracula. Here, you women, Dracula, you women vampires with all your experience sucking blood, bow down before me. I don't see that working. <laughs> but that if they were gonna rework the origin story, maybe they would rework the whole like, you know, they they let him pretend like he's the patriarch, like he's the big stuff, but really behind the scenes, they're pulling all the strings. Oh, so you know you're going I mean? for like a feminist Dracula idea? Um, I mean, like every everything else is feminist nowadays why not dracula i mean honestly i hate everything that's ever had dracula in it so like if you're gonna if you're gonna fuck up something with dracula change everything about it go for it (laughs) i'm just josh coming in with the hard take i'm just saying it's my it's a theory it's a theory i'm still working on it i I could see them doing that that's an idea well whatever i'm okay now we're just this is semantics (laughs) 
You <laughs> get what I mean. It's Josh, a... Josh, you're welcome here anytime if you want to just <laughs> sh- shit him through the ringer. That's great. Shit mm. him through the ringer. <laughs> shit him through. If you just wait until we get to Czar, and then we will shit you through the ringer. All right. Speaking of vampires, uh, yes, Ron Perlman does play a vampire in Blade 2. He's part of like the vampire hit squad that teams up with Blade. I haven't seen that movie in fucking forever, but right yes, on. he is it's a vampire a in it. And uh, oh, it's Del Toro's first movie. Come on, oh, his first what are Del Toro's movie. few good movies? Oh, you, oh, you <laughs> don't start Josh with Del Toro. He doesn't right, get it. Uh, you know what? You're no longer invited to be on the show all the time. You're talking about a god over here. Uh, Bruce Campbell is 64 years old. We thought he was in his 60s. He absolutely is. Uh, I don't blame him for not wanting to throw himself through cadavers buttholes and stuff anymore uh listen he's, he's done with it after watching fred williams williamson dive across the the hood of a truck hey man there's no excuses oh we had a stunt that didn't look awkward at all <laughs> we had a stunt double for him on the set he refused no, no. we'll get to, to use it one. we'll get to it <laughs> continue with the correction that's all i got that's okay it. cool that's it we're, we're, we're through it all right well uh what are we talking about today is that where we're getting to next? That's, that's where I, we're at. I still can't remember when we do the trailer trash thing. You add one thing and six years of podcasting goes right out the fucking window. Well, yeah, because it's <laughs> I get used to I get used to a routine and then you add a thing. Throw a curveball at me. This is how I'm cooling down our beers what you, what? with frozen strawberries. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> I forgot to buy dude, ice. No, today. dude, we gotta put the strawberries in the beer. Oh. Uh oh, that would actually that would work. Be, be if lovely. you had the right kind of beer, that'd probably oh. work. We most certainly oh, do. We, oh, we do. So because it is Michael's birthday tonight, and uh, this is an exercise in narcissism, like Josh <laughs> mentioned earlier, we are watching a movie that Mike had a hand in making called Zombie Apocalypse. 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 That one Zombie you did a- say weird. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie Apocalypse <laughs> Redemption. What are they redeeming? Themselves from the first zombie apocalypse, which also sucked. Yeah, so, it- <laughs> oops, spoilers, sorry. <laughs> um, and to go along with that, uh, this doesn't have anything to do with zombies. Mike actually did pick up zombie dust uh, from, is that? Uh, is that? Yeah, zombie dust, it's from is uh, it a, uh, Three Floyds. Three Floyds, but we already did zombie dust uh, like 20 episodes ago. Yeah. Actually, exactly 20 episodes ago. Um, so we went with a birthday drink instead. So from Rogue, this is Pineapple Party Punch. It's a, it's a party, boys. It, it looks delicious. I mean, who doesn't like tiki dudes? And uh, oh god, that would have been perfect for tiki oh, that dude. Been, see, I've... see, in in it's it's here, James. In uh, in spirit. Yeah, okay. It's here in spirit. I don't, I don't, and and also tiki dude was too because he. You guys have no idea what we keep talking about. Tiki dude was the high school movie that I made when I had a film production class in high school, and it uh, it's a it's a thing of it's an exercise in in. Shit! Uh, it makes <laughs> it makes it makes zombie apocalypse redemption look like uh, a million dollar like <laughs> Citizen Kane. It's fucking terrible, but it's I, so I took fun. One to watch. of those film production classes in high school, and like the teachers didn't really do shit. Like my group was the only one that produced anything the entire time, and everybody got the same grade as us. We didn't so, get to do any fucking movies. We did like a, oh, we did a short of, we had to use like existing properties. So we did Bill and Ted versus the Crocodile Hunter. And nice. it was abysmal. <laughs> it was one of the worst things you could ever, it was like 10 minutes of a chase sequence that was boring as fuck. Like you just edited footage from both movies together? No, no. We had to play the part. Oh. And uh, you would think uh, me. <laughs> Wait, who are you? 
I, you would think I'd be Keanu Reeves. Yeah. No, I'm thinking you're we, we had, Oh, yeah, totally. We had my my uh, balding, redheaded friend got to play Keanu Reeves, and I'm the perfect Ted Theodore Logan, Whoa. and I ended up being fucking Bill. <laughs> I was really hoping that you were just of the crocodile. Like that's what I was hoping. You know what? It was called, we had a crocodile hunter. We had no crocodile. It was that bad. <laughs> the quality is astounding. No, well, when we when um <clears throat> when we made it, we were lucky because it was uh it was I graduated in in '03, so from '02 and '01 was the transition period that the school was going from analog to digital. None of the fucking teachers knew how to use any of the digital stuff. So we had all this brand new equipment coming in, all these, all the computers, you know, Adobe Premiere and all that stuff, and no one knew how to use the the equipment. So I basically had two years of running around the school for two periods throughout the entire uh, school year where we were just teaching ourselves how to use this digital equipment and then teaching the teachers so that they could then teach a class. Oh, that's and actually a good th- And throughout deal. that, we ended up making a movie and almost got expelled for going in asbestos-filled abandoned hallways under the school that no one knew about. And that's why Mike has brain damage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got to kill yourself come, for your come art. Come back to the asbestos and brain damage parks. I got a big story in Czar. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. You sure you can br- <laughs> you sure you can remember it all? Oh, I don't know. We, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that we would have been thrown in jail for what we did to a baby in this movie. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Okay, now we'll I get... really don't want to be associated with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get to that though. All right, so but uh, from... we came prepared with some beer too. Oh, hold on, I got to read about this oh, first. Sorry, stop so, stepping sorry. on yeah, dicks, fucking... Josh. God damn it, Josh. <laughs> All right, uh, from Rogue, this is Pineapple Party <laughs> Punch, hazy India Pale Ale brewed with uh, pineapple and toasted coconut and soon uh, frozen strawberries. Are you actually putting it in? Uh, yeah, hell yeah. Well, after I try it, Pineapple Party Punch is a tropical escape in a beer. From the opening surge of pineapple and citrus to the smooth, sweet coconut finish, you'll swear you're kicked kicked back, jeez, toes in the sand on a breathtaking tropical island. Enjoy your escape. That's an 8.4%, Mike, so. Oh, it's an 8.4% around. Yeah, so. Okay, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Shitty tonight. All right, Josh, are you you sure I can speak now? Is that that, that okay with you guys over there? No, actually, I would prefer if Jesse did this. Yeah. Okay, go go ahead. Oh, perfect. That works better for us anyway. Makes it sound more like a professional (laughs) podcast. So, in honor of your birthday, we also thought, you know, we would honor you a little bit. But, being the narcissist that you are, (laughs) the best beer that we could come up with was from Drecker Brewing Co. Involuntary Narcissistic Rage. (laughs) I love it. Because nothing says you like narcissism. And nothing says rage like having to watch this fucking movie. (laughs) That's actually the perfect beer for this. When you you said narcissism, I'm like, are they drinking Mike's Hard Lemonade? Did they just find something with my name in it? (laughs) You know, it almost came down to that. But I'm like, I can't drink fucking Mike's. And then I, I found the last two cans in the liquor store of this shit. It's an eight percenter. It's like there's no like description like you guys have, but it's got like hops and shit, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, mine actually says that hops and shit, Josh, hops and shit, and that's pretty cool. You should Josh, actually write for one of these companies. I was gonna say, why are you not in the advertising uh, parts of these companies? I have no idea. <laughs> I've been writing them up, and they're just like not returning my calls, which is weird because I'm writing them, so I don't know why I'm expecting calls. <laughs> his letters to them are just i like your hops and shit hire me mm. I, I give everybody that right. sample i'm like there's more where that came from <laughs> <laughs> all right guys uh cheers well, cheers boys. All taste. cheers
Okay, I have a thought about this. I don't know what you're thinking. I'm thinking... Um, this tastes like straight-up Dimetap. Dimetap? Oh, yeah. Like, this has such a fake fruit flavor to it. No, it's just a lot of pineapple, I think. Like, like too much pineapple. Is that <laughs> what it is? Yeah. It's like, it's like a... It's like a Really bad amount. It's like when you like when you open a a can of pineapple and the juice that's oh, left good over, stuff. like the like the syrup. It's good when you drink like a, it out of the can, but like this a, is like you take a beer and pour the whole thing into a glass of oh, beer. This is like drinking the juice of a fruit cup full of pineapple with all the, oh. the sugar and gross. Oh, you guys should it. be writing that's, for them. That sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know how yours taste, Josh. Since we're doing this too. Um, Mine tastes like it has some lactose in it and some hops and some shit. It's, it's a little Not bad. sweet. Yeah, it does say it's a, it had a lactose beer or something like lactose double IPA, which I don't know what the fuck that is. I've never heard of lactose double IPA. Well, well, it's not. I, I, I it's not. Add in right it's now. not vegan. We know that for sure. I just want to nope. add in uh, Ron. Uh, what's his name? Ron from Howard. There we go. The Ron <laughs> Howard to a voiceover from Arrested Development. It's like, and this is the day that Josh found out he was lactose intolerant. <laughs> That's why I've been shitting myself. <laughs> we did a, uh, I'm sure, well, you've listened to all of our episodes, haven't you? I accidentally made Justin break uh, vegan. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember this. On our, on our show because I didn't read the label of the beer beforehand and then as we're drinking it and he's got a mouthful of beer i go i'm reading through the <laughs> contents on on the air and then i get to lactose and i'm like oh no uh, the look, Son i of think a that bitch. was the one he time i ever heard well. him angry at you guys like he, he cooled it back at least in the edit but he, i don't know if he like strangled mike a little bit off the edit he kept his cool he was not happy though. he wasn't happy but no. he kept he kept his cool it was it, it, he's not a person that you see angry very often no so when it happens it's it's really kind of weird and, and <laughs> freaky to be around no the the architect is like literally one of like the nicest human beings you'll ever meet so if you actually like are successful in making him mad about something it's it's like a, a just a shit destroyer like your day is ruined because you know you fucked up bad <laughs> shit destroyer <laughs> and that was that was that day for you <clears throat> yeah yeah, that was a bummer. He still talks about it. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, he would. Yeah, in jest. <laughs> does he Does he talk about the time at my bachelor party that he ate a chicken wing? He denies that. Because that was his own fucking fault that time. He denies that to the end. I caught his ass. We, Chicken's not vegan. We got back. <laughs> I thought this little part right here was. If it's a vegan chicken, though, it's... it's, a, aren't, it's, all ve- aren't, it's all vegan, right? aren't all vegans eating... Aren't all chickens eating vegan? Chickens are actually chickens will eat other animals if given oh. the chance. It's creepy. Did you know that? No, oh, yeah. A lot of a lot of animals will. A lot of herbivores will. And it's just weird seeing a a chicken eating another like uh, seeing a chicken eat a rabbit or something. Oh mm-hmm. shit. I bizarre. See that. There is <laughs> Those are the ones that go to KFC. <laughs> I love the videos of like the farmers that don't give a shit that are like feeding their pigs like leftover bacon from the morning <laughs> and it's just like that's just it's <laughs> There's just something about that that is both cute and wrong all at the same time. Dude, there was like there was some kind of uh, I don't know if it was New York Times or something the Washington Post the other day, but I only read the headline. I didn't bother with reading the article, but they were they were saying like words are uh, hard. They were saying that uh, the time for cannibalism might be getting close. Like it might be time to start considering eating our dead. Well, honestly. 
Because they're already because they're already pushing eating bugs. Hey, people are. So why not it. eat dead people too? In, right in India, it's a lot more common. Well, in you, you guys eating saw the people? article about the guy who like had his leg amputated and he and his friends uh, barbecued it up and made tacos from it. I think yeah, yeah. ethically, I could be okay eating human like that. <laughs> like I just want to try it, it one was, time. If they, oh, if, I've if said on offered, the show before. I would try. Oh, yeah. I would try people. How would? How do you guys feel about that? If it was offered to you and you could do it like legally and there is no repercussions, would yeah. you do it? I think so. I would need the backstory of why I'm eating this. <laughs> yeah, guy just to be on the yeah, same like, side. Where, like from? where? Where is this guy? I want to know for real. If they could like, uh, if they could just take like, take like one little, little, little like hawk off right here of my own side. I have yeah. love handles anyway. Like just take my love handle off and I'll, I'll fry it. You think it it's up. ethical because you're seeing his like face in the window and an arm raising, and it's only the face and the arm that's left of him. <laughs> <laughs> and just a voice coming from behind him like hey guys go ahead and try I'm trying it to see my ventriloquism right now there's a horror movie of like weekend at bernie's in here somewhere and i'm, oh, and yeah. I'm absolutely into it um yeah no this is this is why we need to make assisted suicide legal everywhere because then we will have meat factories and then people showing can, up and everywhere. then people can donate their bodies to to butchers instead yeah. of to honestly, you can, you can have that designated on the back of your uh, driver's license. Honestly, it doesn't <laughs> like, send my sound ass to like KFC. a bad idea. <laughs> send my ass to KFC. <laughs> oh, man. We're on something here, guys. Uh, all right. Uh, so, yes. The incentive, so, the incentive to signing up to have your ass sent to KFC would be right before you die, they tell you what the secret recipe is. Ooh. And then you have that just for a minute, just before you die. <laughs> I would really quick call somebody and tell them, <laughs> put those motherfuckers out of business. What are we watching? We did already we talk, said did that. Did we talk about that already? I don't Zombie know. Apocalypse I don't know what Redemption. Uh, why is our episode called Irredeemable today? You'll find out. But first, we're going to do Trailer Trashed. <laughs> Alright guys, on this episode of Trailer Trashed, uh, we have a movie that I have been, uh, I, I don't know if I could say necessarily looking forward to it since I heard about it, but it was like one of those fascinations that was like a train wreck, like you, you just, you, you want to see it happen even though you know it's going to be probably the worst thing ever made. I'm sorry, are we talking about Zombie Apocalypse Redemption already? Not yet. Okay. Uh, we are talking about Spirit Halloween, the movie. What? <laughs> Yes, they made a movie out of the shitty Halloween stores that pop up in every closed-down Toys R Us nationwide, which they actually show in the trailer, which is very funny to me. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else caught that. But, um, yeah, so they released a trailer for this this week, and uh, that is what that is what we get to feast our eyes upon this week. So, oh, goody. Uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, this is Spirit Halloween, the movie. You want something really creepy? How about a night locked in here? Pop up Halloween store in a creepy lot? Awesome. <laughs> Booyah! Hi! God. So that's a thing. Um. <laughs> Honestly, it looks like... Um... It looks like it could be good gateway horror, you know? Like, you show it to a kid who... Wants to get into horror movies. It's probably like, yeah, don't... like Goosebumps or something. Yeah. Like the old that was Goosebumps. my first impression. Right. Yeah. It, it looks like a high quality Goosebumps episode. The <clears> one that what struck me about the trailer is the score is really good. It sounds like yeah. some uh, 
uh, what's his fuck from Tim Burton? Um, Danny Elfman. Del- Danny Elfman type. Are you shit. sure it's not? I, I I don't know. I I feel like he can be doing better things in the Spirit Halloween movie. Danny Halloween Elfman, Christ. by the way, who did we talk about this on the show? That I I never knew that Danny Elfman was the lead singer of Boingo Boingo. Really? Well, you're you're, no, you're I, an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, f- fuck you. You probably only knew it for like five minutes longer than I did. But uh, yeah. Are you sure that's not Danny Elfman? Because it did, I, it did sound it, like it could be. If it's not Danny Elfman, whoever they hired to do it, they were like, make a Danny Elfman style <laughs> like we, score. We we can't afford Danny Elfman, but we need you to make a Danny Elfman I, score. I mean, this is a movie funded by a store that's open for two months out of the year. I don't think they're getting <laughs> Danny Elfman, but they're getting a guy that's heard Danny Elfman a few times. They got Fan, Fanny Elkman. They that's, got, who, that's who they got. That, that was clever. <laughs> Maybe... They, Maybe they got the maybe they got the saxophone player from Oingo Boingo. <laughs> <laughs> they got Rachel Lee Cook and Christopher Lloyd. Is that was that actually? Rachel yeah, Rachel Lee Cook. Lee Cook. She, man, she looks good too. Yeah, she's a babe. <laughs> totally uh, babe. Yeah. No, How much of their budget was that? <laughs> probably all of it. I mean, fairness though, they had filming locations for free, so that, oh, that oh, probably true. helped. Um, but yeah, like like I said before, started. The, though, what I, are they? What's it saying? The 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 hollowed out hollowed out husk of your childhood. <laughs> yeah. I do love that they actually filmed though in an old Toys R Us. Like that is absolutely the old of an old, uh, the front of an old Toys R Us building. Yeah, that's really cool. The movie looks, dare I say, charming in like a weird little kid kind of way. Like it looks. Dare you? Like it does look like a Goosebumps, uh, a old Goosebumps episode. That just like, oh, it's the haunted Halloween store. You know, like it, it, it looks very much like that. And I think kids will actually probably like this movie. No, I, I actually think I thought it looked pretty fun. To be honest, like I, that might be one like maybe not right now when she's seven, not right now when he's ten, but like maybe when my kids are a little, when my kids are a little bit older, that might be like a good jumping off point. I thought you might want to wait till your kids are a little younger for this one. You think so? (laughs) This looks like something for six year olds. Ah, well. I don't. It depends on the six year old. I guess. I mean, I, I do have a friend that, or actually, Jesse and I have a friend that has a kid that started watching it at like three years old, and that's really? like their favorite movie. That's... Tell tell them to read the book and then get back to me. Okay, <laughs> not to not to get on like a specifically like the last chapter and a half. Well, I don't think they'll understand like side, what's going on. Not to get on a side tangent here, but I listened to the King Cast. Right, uh, it's a podcast all about hey, Stephen King and stuff. Stop that. What? You're reading all the books right now, and you're listening to people talk about oh, the books be before years. you. It's going to be years before But I you're letting other books. people's opinions affect your opinion before you so, even read the books. So many people that come on this on that show, they talk about how they started reading Stephen King when they were like seven, eight years old and reading like these <laughs> really adult, crazy like <clears throat> books. And I'm just like... Who does like the parents wouldn't let them see the movies, but they but they would let them read the books. And it's like you do realize the books are ten times worse than the fucking movies. I mean, the yeah. my like, first book crazy was uh, The Shining, and that's where I learned learned the word cunt at age twelve. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, this is my point. I read The Dark Half when I was uh, well. I, I I think I got about halfway through The Dark Half, so I probably didn't reach the dark part uh, when I was probably twelve or thirteen. That was actually a clever joke, by the way. Huh? <laughs> it was completely unintentional. <laughs> Almost. Oh, I thought you were talking like you never got to the dark half of the book. <laughs> no, I. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do, but I didn't think it was that funny. Um, but yeah, I, 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 and then it. Me, me, and me and Greg used to watch well the original miniseries, which mm-hmm. really wasn't that. 
it, crazy. It, back then it was scary though. Yeah. Like nowadays you you go back and you rewatch it and it's like it's like it's fun. Yeah. It has more, a strong so, so first else. half of a movie. So does the first so does the new one. Both of them have a strong first half and then they stumble hard when they get to the adults. <laughs> See, yeah. didn't I like the second half of the new movie better? I think you did. I, I think I remember posting angrily about that. <laughs> before, you, before you actually knew us when you were just an asshole fan. Yeah. <laughs> These now fucks. he's here being an asshole live and in person. He's so excited. Also, it was very, very weird for me to just call you a fan, and I never want to do that ever again. Yeah, that was... <laughs> it, just, it felt really weird, you know? really like, uncomfortable. Josh was a stan. He used to tell me about you guys all <laughs> the like, time. That's like when you accidentally call somebody and, like, you're family like babe because you're saying something that like you would say to like your significant other you know Feels yeah and you weird. just like come up to your cousin <laughs> like, hey, babe, is your, your ass saying? looks really nice in that babe <laughs> like i don't think i don't think it was the fact that you called your mom babe it was the fact that you said her ass looked hot no it was your mom it was your mom uh, well her ass does look hot usually <laughs> all right back to bad parenting for a second um I have a two-year-old daughter and, you know, I'm sitting there watching her, you know, until her mom gets home. And a lot of times I'll watch the movies that me and Josh do for the podcast while she's in the room just hanging out, playing with her blocks. I made my daughter watch this fucking piece of shit movie. And that might be the worst thing I could ever do to my daughter because oh, she's just sitting there right. super into it for some Wait, reason. I was like, no, stop watching hold it. Hold on. Does anybody have the number of CPS in California? <laughs> I, I want to call it on myself now after really thinking about it and having time to mull it over. That was a mistake. Yeah. Hi, I'm a monster. I need you to come get my kid. <laughs> I exposed her to Johnny Gel. <laughs> oh, that's reason enough. Sir, 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 what's the problem? You just you tell them the movie on Tubi and they come back in an hour and 37 minutes, which is way too fucking long, by the way. And they're like, all right, sir, it's uh, we're going to need you to come quietly. Oh, you should see what we cut out of the movie. I was expecting oh, like a breezy 90. I'm sure the good parts. <laughs> well, <laughs> this this is... episode's like a, it's a full, it's start to finish about the movie. It doesn't even matter at this point. <laughs> you guys are swell. <laughs> All um, right. <laughs> um, so trailer trash. Anyway, yeah, it looks kind of fun. Yeah. I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be uh, fun. I'm, I'm going to keep saying fun until I move its, on from this. So let's move place. on. Let's just put it that way. It has its place, I think. It'll be yes. fun for a seven-year-old, yep. not a 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Or a 37-year-old. Did you just turn 37? I did. Yeah, so I'm fun old, for all. I'm an old man. All right, anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. That was Trailer Trashed. Mike's old as shit. Let's get into the Bleed Feed. <laughs> the Bleed Feed. Uh, well, speaking of that, uh, welcome to the Bleed Feed. Uh, that's how we're starting that. <laughs> Do you want some strawberries for your beer? No, I'm fine. I'm oh. fine. Uh, all right. Uh, on the Bleed Feed the this week, for a second. We, uh, there's no deaths this week, so that's good. Is there not? There was not. We had Paul Sorvino and uh, um, what's, his, what's his face? David Warner. David Warner last week. I don't think anyone's died since then. Oh, no. no one popped up, so that's that's a good week. Okay. But it also makes for a very uh, short news week, because there was not a whole lot of shit to come out this week. Right. Um, but I will start by something that will, uh, I think, be of interest to these two fine gentlemen. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is a new movie coming out. A uh, new animated movie that is going to be coming out a year from now, August 4th, uh, 2023. 
Uh, and what's interesting about this is that it's it's made by Nickelodeon still, but it's being produced by Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen. And something about that just makes me very happy because I feel like these are guys that grew up in the heyday of it and they're not going to fuck it up. And I don't know about you guys. I find those two to be very funny. So I kind of feel like we're going to be getting like a weird kitty. Yeah, not maybe not kitty, but like young adult version of like their their like sex comedies almost minus the sex. I don't know. I don't know what to expect, (laughs) but but I'm totally into it. (laughs) I think they're the wrong people for it. I find them very funny, but they have like that mumblecore kind of like improv sense of humor. And I don't want that out of my Ninja Turtles. I want cheesy lines. I want to hear them talk about pizza. I want to hear them talk about You don't think they can do cheesy lines? You don't think that Seth Rogen is just going to get high out of his mind and just write the cheesiest, like, or come out with cheesy ideas for for the writers come, and stuff? It's going to come forth. Like, the original movie has comedy moments. It has drama moments. I want to go back to that tone. I don't think Seth Rogen is the right person for it, just like I don't think Michael Bay was the right person for it. Okay. I, yeah, I, I, actually, I actually agree with Josh here. I don't, Seth Rogen is not the right person for this. What about David Gordon Green and uh, what's his name on Halloween, though? Nobody thought they were going to do a good job. And they've done a mediocre these two, job. These two comedians coming. And uh, I'm not going to say... Mediocre is a step up for the Ninja Turtle franchise. Yeah, at this honestly, they, their, their tone <laughs> fits true. Ninja Turtles better than it would probably fit Halloween. I would definitely... I would 100% put them into Ninja Turtles more than I would put Seth Rogen into Ninja Turtles. Well, I, th- I think what he means is everybody thought that they were going to be bad for the Halloween yeah. franchise. Oh. And they ended up having a, g- a pretty decent voice for it. Not the best. Not the best. I'm not saying that they're the best movies, but like they could have done far worse. The first movie was actually, I mean, in my opinion, I liked the first movie. I hated Kills. Uh, um, I kind of reversed and I thought the, the first one here. was okay and Kills was a tiny step up from that. But neither of them yeah. have been great. Neither of them have been terrible. But I love most of the Halloween franchise, so there's like a bunch of sequels I prefer over the, these ones. Like but they're not terrible. Resurrection's one of the two <laughs> ones I do not like. <laughs> you, you and literally the rest of the world. Although Busta Rhymes is a national treasure, and I will not hear anything to the contrary. Okay, then mute your no earphones for a second because he was fucking terrible <laughs> in those, and he's part I'm of the reason why. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's that? <laughs> Go ahead. I got my piece in. <laughs> All Back right. to Turtles, though. The logo looks awesome. The, logo the logo's sweet, got me excited. Right? It looks, yeah, it looks fantastic. It looks like, uh, like, like, I don't know, like '80s, '90s grunge, almost like something. Yeah, I, I don't know. It looks great. Well, I gotta look it up. Yeah, dude, it's a, uh, it's it just called? a billboard. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What? Mutant Mayhem. It sounds like it should be a video game. In fairness, when, when yeah. I was, the title looks like a video game. Yeah. too. when I was first sent this, uh, I thought it was a video game thing because they had a recent video game. It's awesome, which is pretty good. It's so good. Do you guys play it? No, I did. Yeah. Oh, what do you have? What do you have it on? <clears throat> Xbox. Oh, you fuck. Uh, <laughs> I was say, get it on Switch. <laughs> I'll play with you. The f- oh, I, yeah, I'll play it on Switch. It looks like uh, I don't know why it reminds me of Rick and Morty. Uh, what the the logo? The logo, yeah. See, it, it's, it's like a mixture of like to me, it's and Beavis and Butthead. like early two thousands mixed with almost uh, pixelated art. When it gets to the mutant mayhem, looks kind of old school computer games. So it's like early two thousands, then into nineties with the mutant mayhem part of it. It's yeah, it's not yeah. a terrible. I think logo. It, I think it looks cool. Yeah. Mutant mayhem just looks like the Booger Man logo. I think that's probably the. I think that's <laughs> probably the part that reminds me of. Uh, of Rick and Morty for some reason. Oh, the boogers, the booger color. Yeah, that's Rick and Morty. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool looking though. I'm I'm pumped for it. I think it's I think it's I'm excited too. Yeah. I'm I'm, always rooting for Ninja. I don't know if it's gonna be great, but I'm gonna (laughs) hope it's gonna be great. I'm putting it out into the ether. Okay. Uh moving on here. Um let's see here. Uh Joker 2. We talked about the sequel to Joker coming out, and there was some uh there were there were there was some teasing going on that perhaps Lady Gaga was being cast in the new Joker movie to play Harley Quinn. And uh, we got an answer this week in the form of a uh, very brief teaser trailer that officially announces Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga will be in Joker 2 fully ado. Uh, do you guys know anything about this at They're all? Talking about making it a musical, and yeah. I do not care for musicals, I'm, so I am uh, in out. for it. I'm so excited uh, for the musical. Jesse, you're my people. <laughs> I'm so I'm so into it. <laughs> um, to me, it seems like it, it just crazy enough that it would work. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. Exactly. Because there's, I still have to send you this video, but like, there's a video of a, a guy breaking down uh, all of the first Joker movie and how he thinks that. Pretty much every moment of him being uh, Joker, like the the hero to the people, the hero to the outcast, everything that you see in the movie is basically just one big delusion, right? Yeah. I mean, it explodes um, back and forth between delusion and reality, and it probably is mostly delusion, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, we, we had talked about it's this a, before. It's a really interesting breakdown. I'll send it. I'll send it to all you guys. Yeah. But uh, it, this this idea, like fully, I do, and and you guys know what the like the shared psychosis of like what the actual um, like the actual um, fully do is. Yeah, what would you call it? Um, condition. Condition. Yeah. So it makes sense to me Coming that Coming in hot with the words over here. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, so it, I think it, I think it's a if that's the direction they're going to take it, I think it's cool. Like this idea that both of them are kind of going nuts together at the same time, and, and so her, the musical, her scenes mus- are probably going to be the musical scenes because that's her talents. So that's her delusions. Exactly, and he'll Joaquin be involved. Can do it, in dude. It. Joaquin's got the voice. Yeah. To put it back, Joaquin. Yeah, and Having, and so I think Brokeback it'll be like Mountain? it'll it'll be two he people soars. it'll be two people kind of um, merging their psychosis into one big massive psycho fuckery, and I think it will be I think it'll <laughs> one be one massive psycho fuckery. I think that is it, the best tagline for that movie. <laughs> I think it'll be pretty interesting, honestly. I'm kind of over Lady Gaga right now. Like I'm just I don't I'm sick of her. I, but this might be a redeeming thing. I don't, I don't know, know that I've ever gotten sick of her, and I actually think that she's going to play a very interesting version of Harley Quinn, well, I'm sure especially she will. on the heels of us having to slog through Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, which I don't necessarily do not ever slander. <laughs> no, I'm Margot Robbie. It's, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to slander her, but what I'm saying is that I feel like her her character at this point. She's played the character what three times at this point. I don't care to see any more of her as that character. Like it's, it's kind of getting old to me at this point. I actually haven't seen any of the movies where she plays. Uh, she's good. She's really. good I mean, at she it. like she's, everything I've seen of her. She plays kind of a spot on version of the cartoon version yeah. of Harley Quinn, which I, is. I think she's like great at the role. Although, like two out of three of the times she's played it, it's been in a terrible movie. So I'd like to see her do it in a good movie. And and I think she's a way better actress than uh, Lady Gaga is. So like, I mean, I, I'm going to root for Joker too because I liked the first one. And I yeah, thought that that great. sounded like a bad idea because I'm like a comic book nerd. I'm like, you don't give Joker his origin. And then I shut up and watch the movie. I'm like, okay, it works. <laughs> it's fine. It's well, fine the, to the take away the mystery. The fact that they did it separate from any of the other Batman continuities though too was was what made it good. 
Yeah. If they tried to set that in a Batman like world, it would never have worked. Yeah. Yeah, it, it like it doesn't make sense that he'd ever be going up against Bruce Wayne because Bruce, Bruce Wayne, by the time he's Batman in that world, Joker would be like 67 or something and would barely be able to do shit. So like it's very much its own continuity with multiverse and all that kind of stuff. It really doesn't fucking matter. It's it's well, a fine take well, on Joker. And what they did with what they did with that Joker movie, if you if you kind of buy into the idea that most of what happens to him is just pure delusion, even the idea of Batman himself might be part of the delusion. Like this version of Joker might be so grounded in reality that he's just an insane person. And he might think that, you know, because he's got, because he's got this, uh, you know, he goes and he confronts uh, uh, Thomas Wayne, Thomas Wayne. He goes and confronts Thomas Wayne. Like he might just make up this whole idea in his head. That's a great idea. Like, he makes his Batman because everybody always talks about how Joker and Batman kind of well, Joker more than Batman kind of need each other. So the fact right. that he would make the thing that he needs makes perfect sense. If they go that direction in the movie, I'll be 100% behind because well, well, he already has this like this built in hatred for him. Because if he thinks that Thomas Wayne is his father and and he's never been the father that he wanted, meanwhile, Bruce Wayne is this rich privileged kid who grows up under the wing of thomas wayne he would naturally kind of see him as his as his enemy that's that's actually a good idea if uh, if they follow your notes like wb better be that, fucking listening uh, and, like uh do I'll, I'll enjoy that movie and that's a really rational way to approach it yeah. in in a movie that is for all intents and purposes pretty irrational you know yeah. so, uh-huh. like, it, yeah. it, it actually that does make sense um not to get off of this, but being that we are talking to you guys, and you guys do primarily run uh, an action and horror movie uh, podcast, uh, did you guys hear the news about... Wait, they run a what? Uh, an a- action and horror podcast. Yeah, I didn't know what you were nice. talking about without the accent. <laughs> uh, what do you, how do you guys feel about the news of WB canceling the Batwoman movie? Mm. The it was the Batgirl movie. movie. Two yeah, completely sorry. different characters. Yeah, sorry, talking. sorry, sorry. Yeah. God, get it together, Mike. <laughs> Uh, That's how we feel about it. I'm actually a big fan of Batgirl. I've read Gail Simone's uh, run on it. It's one of the better DC runs of comics ever. And uh, so I'm disappointed. I, I wanted to see what they could do with the character. It's pretty much finished minor, minus like some editing is basically yeah. what I heard. Just fucking release Crazy. it. Everybody they, wants it. Plus, didn't they add like thirty million to the budget? It was twenty well, million. <laughs> it was seventy million originally, and they boosted it up into ninety million. Yeah, yeah. I know that. Like, I I actually didn't realize. <clears throat> I knew that Michael Keaton was coming back as Batman for the Flash movie. I had no idea that he had anything to do though with the Batgirl movie. I didn't realize that that was another part of that like shared universe. I'm, I'm, guessing um, and then also, I'm guessing they were going to do like when Flash appeared in Batman v Superman for like a couple seconds. I'm guessing it was going to be like a Flashpoint like uh, hallucination or, or like vision or something like that. And that would be all the Keaton you got. I doubt it was going to be a substantial amount of Keaton because it, it still, still has J.K. Simmons as Gordon. So it's still grounded in the Ben Affleck Batman universe. Yeah, but, and but and also still, wasn't though. it supposed to be Brendan Fraser's big return yeah, too? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I think that honestly I feel worse for him than anybody else. I feel bad for the actress. I forget Leslie her name. Grace. Leslie Grace. Uh, yeah, I feel bad for her because this would have been a huge 
could have been a huge breakout role she's, for her she's too. She's going to be fine though. She will she's be. She young, will be. beautiful, talented. She'll be just fine. But the point is though, like I'm sure she was looking more so. Oh. Everybody else has established names. She's like right on that cusp, you know, of yeah. being a breakout star and this could have done it for her. So this is probably the worst for her overall. Definitely. Yeah. But secondly, this could have been Brendan Fraser's like return to any kind of prominence. Yeah. You know, he's been blacklisted for whatever reason for Was he blacklisted? But, like, I wasn't years. just blacklisted. I thought it was well, uh, people was throw like... that term around. It's probably not the right term, <laughs> but like he's been kind of gone though. Like no one's cast him. He's been he... not for lack of trying to, because I've seen interviews with him. It's not that he doesn't want to act. He... he just has not been cast and stuff. He's got the Oscar coming up though with the whale. So I think he'll be in prominence here pretty soon so? what i i think is that so. movie being my thing or like i, I think it's gonna okay, be that okay. that's got all the buzz and everything like that it's got checks all the boxes for the oscars maybe not something that we'll want to watch but something that at least the oscar people are gonna like <laughs> the thing with this movie is like you're hearing so many different reasons why it was canceled uh one of them being that this is just the worst movie that's ever been produced and they released if Aquaman, that's really the case, <laughs> if it's really a case, a studio that gave us Aquaman, that this movie was so bad that they did not want to stain HBO Max. Like it wasn't even a movie that was coming to theaters. It was going straight to their streaming service. Like if your movie is that bad that you have to pull it, it just makes me want to see it. Like how bad could something like this right. be? But there's some other weird stuff going on though with that whole HBO Max Warner Brothers thing though because they pulled the Witches remake from HBO yep. Max too. And that movie which is also awful. Yeah, that movie had decent I, I heard decent reviews at least about it. Like I don't think it's so awful they're going to pull it from a streaming service, you know. I mean Everything shit, with fucking this Zombie Apocalypse Redemption is on Tubi. Well, what they I pulled that shit. <laughs> what I heard was that they they essentially uh Rather than because they they anticipated that uh, Batgirl was going to underperform, so basically what they can do now is write it off as a a, a tax write off, a hundred million dollar tax write off. I had a thought. And the new who's the new CEO of HBO? Like he's making all kinds of weird cuts and stuff like that, that, and that's part of the reason they're cutting shows that aren't shows and movies that forcing us with Discovery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I do love Discovery, but (laughs) (laughs) but that's that's what I heard. Like they're basically just using it as a as a giant write off. I have a thought, which is and and bear with me here. Do you think it's possible that maybe they did think this movie was absolutely trash, right? And they're afraid that it's gonna get, it's just gonna bomb, and they're not gonna make their money back, and they don't want this big black mark on on the DC universe and all that stuff, right? Like there aren't any already. So, well, fair, <laughs> fair. But what if they they cancel it, right? And then it gets all of this buzz for being the canceled movie, and everyone's like, it can't possibly be that bad. It can't possibly be this and that. And then just for them to then finally be like, all right, fine, guys, we'll release it in like a year's time. And then all of those people that said it can't be that bad, they're not going to write about it anymore that it's that bad because they don't want to put their foot in their mouth. So could this be some weird roundabout way to get better press for a movie they know is shit by basically forcing <laughs> the media's hand? It's um, possible, but I don't see that happening. I, I don't I, think they're that smart. I'm honestly <laughs> hoping for like a Roger Corman's Fantastic Four thing and just have it get completely leaked. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. And then make a sweet. Did you see Doomed, the documentary? No. About, oh, dude, it's so good. You, of all people, you're into comics, you need to see it. Oh, I actually uh, love a, that. Fan, that's the best Fantastic Four it's movie. Great. So. It's the best. It's the best thing that has ever been put on screen. It's all yeah. practical, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it looks, it looks fantastic, too. 
Um, um, yeah, Doomed, though. It's a great documentary, dude. Look it up. I'll look Chris, it up for sure. Somebody said that to Chris Jordan. Like, what if it's uh, on Facebook? Like, oh, what if this is just basically a way of drumming up some some extra attention so that that way they can eventually just go, oh, yeah, we'll release it and blah, blah, blah. And he said, I have a hard time believing, especially with all the cuts that the new CEO, CEO is making, I have a hard time believing that they would make themselves look like such villains by like completely throwing this movie in the trash bin that has these prominent actors coming back for, you know, Brendan Fraser, Michael Keaton, and then a young uh, actress of color playing a superhero lead. Like he said, I just don't think that they would make themselves. Halle look- Berry did it first. Just I just, just no, I chat wolf. They they just wouldn't make themselves look like those that kind of villain just to drum up a little bit of attention. Says the guy that thinks that they intentionally made a shitty Munsters trailer to drum up business. Oh yeah, that was. Oh, I said the same thing. <laughs> that was me. Wait, is that? Are you saying that I'm saying this? You Last said that week, you. Were I know, but I'm telling you that, that this. I'm telling you that this is what Chris Jordan said. I'm just saying. Not me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, that Go was fuck yourself. One more thing on. Was that, that. was that you that posted that that he's referencing on? Do you love horror? No, it wasn't Jesse. And oh, I found oh, okay. I, I found it though. I did find it. I can read it for no, you if you care. want. I don't care. But that do much. you agree? <laughs> so you agree with me, Jesse? You think they intentionally well, made like a ba- like a full moon style shitty trailer for monsters? Oh, 100 percent That's the dumbest I, idea I, I've ever heard. Th- thank you. Josh, I cannot <laughs> believe we are in agreement right now, but thank you. <laughs> I think he's so much smarter that he's putting off. I think he knows that everyone expects this movie to fail. I know that he knows that people are already going into this movie hating it. So he just wants to play it up and drum more interest for like, oh my God, what is he going to fuck up that now? Drums up and then everybody's going to watch yeah. it. Before if, Mike if even thinks, says what he's if, about to say, I'll say what Mike's about to say. He, he, gets has, fine. he doesn't get cut he, in the trailer. He has no control in what happens Not in the trailers. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're afraid the movie, if you're afraid the movie is going to get ripped to shreds because you think everybody's going to hate it, the best foot forward is to put out a fucking trailer that shows that it's not shit. Absolutely That's not. That's the best foot forward. Not if you're Rob Zombie, dude. Every, he's everyone trolling, that's he's shitting on this people. movie is going to okay, watch now it. I'm he's trolling people. Now I'm going to say it. He has no control over that yes, whatsoever. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. It's not the way it works. He's rewriting history saying like it's all, it was always planning to go to Netflix when like they were talking I'm pretty damn sure they were talking theaters for a long ass time. Like Rob Zombie's backpedaling on this because this is garbage and the studio's trying to dump it away. <laughs> this is gonna be a bad movie. Which I don't care about the monsters, honestly. I think they're fucking boring as hell. <laughs> so like make a bad monsters movie. It's fine by me. Because Rob Zombie's attached, I'm gonna watch it out of curiosity. And that's the Most only reason. Will, honestly, why. Yeah. It just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't check out like i with with how much of a fan that rob zombie is of the monster uh, monsters and how long he's talked about it it's because he's, i just he's, can't see him making a like a terrible movie i, I mean it's gonna no, be it's gonna be corny it's gonna be corny like the original monsters because the original monsters was corny and he wants to recapture that it's not I, I just can't see him making as bad of a movie as what it looks like in that trailer though maybe it's just me not Agreed. wanting to believe it it's because he has too much reverence for the source material and he's trying to recreate that feel. And that's not Rob Zombie's style. So that's he's t- taking himself outside of his element. And this is what you get when you're doing a Rob Zombie trying to conform to an older element, which is 
already way the fuck outdated and yeah. it's not the 70s style that he loves to ape it's some weird 40s 50s style instead so like it's rob zombie trying too hard to do a monsters movie right because everybody's like he's just gonna make a trailer trash monsters no <laughs> he tried to do it right and because he tried to do it right he fucked the fuck up and guess okay. what he probably should have made a trailer trash monster <laughs> yes <laughs> i'd be more interested um all right james uh what's on that note what's new on blue <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of trailer trash, uh, actually, hold on, I'm buying time, buying what's, time. What's, what's Tammy doing these days? <laughs> okay. Uh, a, few, a, a, few year, a few years ago, Criterion finally put out an official DVD Blu-ray release of George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead, which included a 4K restoration. We've now learned via Amazon that a 4K Ultra HD upgrade for that same Criterion release is on the schedule and is set to arrive on October 4th. Okay. So it's just 4K a, Night of the Living Dead. That does not need it. It doesn't I, sound like I why, got I why? got into an argument on part of this uh, a Screen Factory uh, uh, Facebook page, right? And everyone always freaks out. Like as soon as like 4K like releases get uh, announced, everyone's selling off their old shit. Like everyone's selling off their big Halloween sets right now for like dirt cheap because really. Sorry, sorry, yeah. No, 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 oh, no. I'm just saying if they're selling them off, I'll scoop one up. Dude, people are dumping them for like 150, 125 bucks right now for that big 15 disc set. It's it's insane. And they're doing it. They were selling for like 400 bucks a year ago. And they're doing it because all these 4K versions are coming out. And I, so and I stupid, started a dude. conversation. I was like, am I the only one that even though I know technically it's better, I know that it is actually better to my eye. Most 4K movies don't look a fuck difference than Blu-rays. Like, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't see the difference. And also, I want an 80s movie to look like an 80s movie. Thank right. you. Yeah. So some movies, you, it's a different experience watching it in higher def, and I can appreciate that. But like, someone was on there talking about how like I used to say the same thing until I saw The Evil Dead in 4K. And I'm like, oh my god, you're crushing my fucking soul <laughs> well, right now. Well, like, like my, my, Evil my, Dead <laughs> should be watched on the shittiest 17th generation VHS tape you can possibly <laughs> find. Like that is how you watch that movie, well, not like, in fucking 4K. I'm sorry. Well, like my go-to example is Sleepaway Camp because of the higher definition kind of ruined the movie in some sections because uh, Angela Felisa Rose was never able to do the killings. So they had the guy that played her cousin do the killings. Uh -huh. So there's the part where they had the silhouette in the doorway. When you see it on older stuff, it's just a black silhouette. You can't see who it is. When you watch it in HD, it's Ricky in a wig. So yeah. it makes it like a confusing that's, twist on the movie. When we did it for the show, that was one of my notes. I was like, okay, that's pretty obviously a dude standing there. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, and I've seen both versions, the old VHS version and the and yeah, it's no. And there's some see. there's some movies where it's just the 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 level of enjoyment that you get out of watching it stops at VHS. Yeah. You know, like I can see buying new movies in 4K. Like it's not a great movie by any means, but um, have you guys seen Valerian by chance? Oh, it's a great movie. I it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite movie, but it is a gorgeous. I didn't say fucking... it was my favorite movie, but it's, it's a no, great no, no, no. Movie. <laughs> but it's my point is like, it, it's gorgeous though, right? Like a movie like that in 4K is is beautiful to watch. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's a completely different experience to watch it in 4K over Blu-ray, but I can see maybe that kind of movie somebody wanting with like all the crazy bells and whistles and everything else. I mean, I want it to look as close to having a Mugen Poots in my room as possible. Yes, <laughs> That's fair. I want That's it fair. in as great a definition as possible. Absolutely <laughs> fair. Um, but like, but like you said, Josh, the older eighties movies, all these movies that are getting remastered. You don't fucking need it. Yeah. Not to mention those movies were made 
because they knew you couldn't like like special effects wise you're exactly. not going to see this wire you're not going to see this like frayed edge you're not right. like they knew you weren't going to see that stuff right putting that stuff in the highest def possible now kind of ruins the immersion mystique of it all you know like i don't know i, I i'm not a fan sorry continue <laughs> Uh, no problem. Uh, in other of the dead news, Scream Factory has announced that 1985's Return of the Living Dead will Let be... me tell you about Return of the Living Dead. Hold on. Let me grab a drink and you tell me about it. <laughs> this is going to be a real long episode. Uh, we'll be coming to 4K Ultra HD on October 18th and a brand new collector's edition. A standard edition is available for pre-order right now on Scream Factory's website and also a deluxe edition, which is limited to just 1,000 units and will include a poster... And enamel pin set from Gutter Garbs. Uh, following their 4K release of the first five Halloween movies, Scream Factory has announced that their upcoming Halloween 4K collection will include Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, including a theatrical and producer's cut, Halloween H2O, and Mike's favorite Halloween Resurrection. Uh, the set <laughs> will include all of the previously released extras, plus some brand new surprises. Oh. Yeah. Mostly, uh, probably just a couple of extra Buster Rhymes videos. <laughs> some, some fight choreography with Buster Rhymes and showing how he came up with that intricate fight between him and Michael at the end. You know way too much about that movie, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's I that's it. what I was talking about, though. These versions coming out while people are selling their Halloween sets. It's it's stupid. David Cronenberg's Videodrome is coming to 4K Ultra HD on October 24th, courtesy of Arrow Video. And I might actually pick this one up because I uh, I want to rewatch it so that me and Josh can come back and tell you about how wrong you are about this movie. Oh yeah, that's that's one that we gotta revisit the argument on because it's been a while <laughs> since I watched it, but I just remember that you're an idiot. No, I I've, I've come around a little bit to your guys' way, especially after talking to Al- see Alex was way more intricate and in how he how he broke it down and and we talked no. about it. Alex was nicer to you about it while me and James were like, you're yeah, a fucking No, moron. you're fucking stupid. You know, <laughs> you we should... You need to be sat down and shown what an idiot you were. And Alex is one of the nicest people. So he like, oh, you poor little idiot. I'm going to walk you through this. Hold my hand and we'll take this journey through Videodrone. Into so the that's void. What got. We should do like a horror roundtable where we just talk about was, one movie. I was just going to say that. Like we, should, we should do an, uh, an episode where we have one of these movies where we all disagree on certain well, aspects and I we kind of come... wanted to get Mike on crawl for eventually. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> when you guys do it? <laughs> no, Dude, let's br- just bring let's... me on. I'm there. We could we, even if it's a movie we've already done before. We could do video drum again and just have these guys on and Alex and oh, yeah. and, and talk a, and well basically it would be 5 on 1, 4 <laughs> on 1. <laughs> well, I don't know, Jesse, are you an idiot? No, I'm not an idiot. Well, maybe, but not in this instance. That's why he's not invited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, to round out the news, uh, this is just a little bit of fun news. Uh, how familiar with uh, Max Headroom are you guys? Oh, uh, he I, I, was uh, from the, I think, late 80s, early 90s, just like the MTV, like, glitching out guy. Yep. They made a big deal about him in Ready Player One. He had a TV <laughs> show for a couple oh, of yeah. years. They, or, uh, he had a movie made, all that stuff. Uh, Matt Frewer, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Ma- uh, Max Headroom is coming back to the small screen, and I and I'm so excited about this because it's Spectre Vision that's doing it, yeah. and 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 if Spectre Vision has taught me anything, it's they fucking love nostalgia and they do it right. Mm. Uh, so I'm very excited about this. Uh, the original Max Headroom, 
um, is it's an interesting watch. We'll say that <laughs> if you've ever seen it. I used Does, to watch it when I was younger. I liked it. Wasn't a lot. there like that one weird uh, like they got hacked on Max Headroom and like some weird ass shit happened with it and like they can't find out who the hackers were on. I can't remember exactly was what that they did. Was that on Max Headroom? That was on Max Headroom. I'm absolutely sure. When somebody, somebody hacked in and they, uh, what did what the hell did they say? I can't that, remember. I'm, I'm trying to look that up right now. I don't now. think I know anything about that Max Headroom. Yeah, it, was, yeah it, 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 it pops oh, up on those. Uh, oh, he, he became like demon looking like uh, with uh, like, he he kind of almost I want to say he looks like Bowser from uh, from the uh, Mario movie when he was just like about Dennis ready Hopper? to transform. Yeah, when he's about ready to transform, <laughs> yeah. but he has the sunglasses on. It happened in 1987. Somebody hijacked it, and it just went really fucking weird. It was like I don't think they ever found the people that did it. Interesting. Then saying had... like your love is fading. Well, yeah. knowing I still knowing see the X. knowing Elijah Wood and Daniel Noah, they'll probably play into something like that for this new series. Like they'll probably have something to do with it. That's the smart way to take it. Yeah, yeah I, really I, cool. I can think, see them doing it. I don't I, think like the regular Max Headroom works today because like the glitchy old school technology thing feels more like early '90s, late '80s tech. But that's why it would work today because people love that shit. So I think that I I don't think the actual it wasn't the show like Max Headroom wasn't airing when this one tuned in. It was a regular show. I think it was like a newscast or something, and then the signal got hijacked, and the guy who hijacked the signal had a max headroom mask on i i i i'm just going off my memory and it was a I, while ago i, that I, I think that's what it is I'll, I'll have to look it up but i i remember that i was watching one of those stupid uh like the tw- the 20 mo the 20 most uh the 20 creepiest unsolved mysteries on youtube you know like just the super cuts of the of the terrible you know, and if, and if you stumbled less, you would have been good at getting one of those jobs. But when you do, twenty most, it doesn't really. It's it's not going to go good on your reel. You got to find one of those equal opportunity uh, companies that'll hire. Or, or actually, it might, it might fit for Max Headroom. Actually, I'd be a good Max. Head- <laughs> the tw- t- 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 twenty most evil. Yeah, that uh, shut the we've, fuck up. We, we've just offended an entire group of people, I think. <laughs> well, not really, because I just stutter sometimes. So I'm a stutterer. So really, no. we've I'm speaking. I'm speaking for the whole stuttering community and saying that it's cool, man. He's not speaking well for you, but he's speaking for you. <laughs> All right, Joe Biden. Um- <laughs> oh, great! Now we're gonna sound like we're on a right wing podcast. Wait, aren't we? Oh God, no. <laughs> Oh, I hate them all, so it doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, though, that's uh, that's your news. Max Headroom is coming back, and it's exciting. Oh, hey, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I have to bring it up. I have to. Are right, the 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 woman who just the 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 the, the woman who just won the uh, Republican primary in Michigan for governor? <laughs> to, to, her name's Tudor Dixon, and I can't say that. <laughs> I can't say that not with a Southern accent. <laughs> Uh, Tudor Dixon, she was in some horror movies. Yeah, she's really. also kind of a babe. She, I mean, like she might, ha- she might have my vote just because she's a babe. <laughs> but uh, I mean, that's she- how I cast my ballot. Like, <laughs> is this giving me a boner? Then you got my vote. It's like Gavin Newsom keeps getting reelected. Hey Josh, what, what, what were you doing today? <laughs> Casting my ballot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see you leave your room once. <laughs> Pull the lever, bud. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so... T- I'm voting! <laughs> oh, God, I'm about to 
Don't. <laughs> but you looked it up, didn't you? Tudor Dixon. What the hell? What was she in? She was in a few horror uh, movies. She's, yeah, she's on the cover of one of them. It's a, it was a series, though. Transition the series transition, or something. something but like there that, was a couple. Yeah. yeah, she was in a couple ooh, hack and ooh, slash. Transitions? That doesn't sound very Republican. Oh, boy. Just I'm just saying. <laughs> Evil. Not All right. In, not in. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I had to bring that up, though. Trump, so. Trump country, Michigan. Over there. <laughs> I mean, Christ. Yeah, she's cute, but uh, yeah, probably a terrible person. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, James, what? <laughs> Can we move on? Are we good? Yes, we're good. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about quite possibly the greatest um, cinematic mm. achievement in the history of film. Cinema, don't movie don't things. undersell it. Don't undersell it. Yeah. Yeah. Made by me. Don't undersell the nar- yourself. The narcissist over here. <laughs> A piece of shit made uh, by a bigger piece of shit. That, that's that's the tagline right there. <laughs> there that's go. it. All right, we'll be right back. Throughout this Dulce, faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Guys, uh, here we go. I've been looking forward to this for uh, many a year. It's been exactly 11, 12, how many years has it been since we made it? 2011. So 12 years, 11 years. <laughs> Fuck, math is hard. It's been 11 no. years since we made this yes, movie. Yes, there you go. There we go. That's the one. <laughs> uh, and uh, when we when we first, I mentioned this earlier, when we started this podcast, I think you brought up we should eventually do this movie because we loved making fun of it so much. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was reluctant to do it because <clears throat> I still knew a lot of the people that made the movie. And for a good long time, uh, the director was trying to sell the movie with Fred Williamson to a new distributor. So I always felt like making fun of it in public would be you know, not good for, for friends of mine, but fuck them. Exactly. I don't care anymore. <laughs> um, so I'm I mean, actually, you saw your numbers on your podcast and you're like, this isn't public, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're bringing you on. We're trying to up our, uh, up our numbers. <laughs> you got two more listeners. <laughs> so, so I'm actually going to take over Mike's spot that he usually does on the show. Uh, because this is, this is your movie. I feel like you need to just sit back for a second while I, well, I tell the people what we got here. Zombie Apocalypse Redemption from 2011. In a world. <laughs> it seriously starts off with in a world. It's the worst already. <laughs> in a world where zombies outnumber humans 10,000 to 1, it is impossible to tell the difference between men and the monsters. It's sitting at a 3.2 Ooh, on IMDb. Which there's is, lower movies. Uh, let's go. Are, to I like movies. that original theme of like you're finding out who's the man and who's really the monster. There's never been any kind of <laughs> ever fiction that's ever tackled it's, that. It's really, it's really, it's really undis- just unexplored territory. It really is. Yeah, yeah. You'd think there'd be at least a couple Twilight Zone episodes about it. No, but there's not. Weirdly, I I would just real quick like to jump over to the tomato meter on RottenTomatoes.com. <laughs> um. Wait, this is on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, yes. Is it really? Oh, oh yes. Uh, we made it, guys. 
We made it. It currently has zero reviews for for critics, so we'll just disregard that. And it's sitting at a solid 7% with the audience with fewer than 50 ratings. I'll take it. I'll take 7%. Let's let's just read one of let's read one of the Somebody watched this in 2020 that wasn't us. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> this uh, this is from Philip M. It says, probably a good movie of its year, 2011. Not bad. But as we progress probably through the not. years, we will no- we will notice that the movie is low budget. Bad CGI. They didn't notice that in 2011. <laughs> That's not new. <laughs> bad CGI. And the story is afraid of losing good afraid of losing good characters this guy's uh oh so there were good characters in this interesting (laughs) um also from 20 let's let's go back to let's go back to 2016 bad acting bad storyline bad movie um that should have been the tag that makes sense that's the right movie tagline on the front of the movie more people probably would have watched it based out of just curiosity (laughs) in general (laughs) and then one more from 2015 i've worked with four people in this film so i'm going to be cordial end of review (laughs) 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 end of review (laughs) oh it's the best Uh, that is the best a total waste of time i will read more sorry it's awful even by zombie movie standards i i tell you what man when we when this movie came out we had a booth at comic-con and we hawked the shit out of this movie (laughs) at comic-con and and we we talked it up so high i bet you people thought they were getting like the next big thing and I can't even dis- I can't even tell you how many people went home and just were so disappointed. And I because this pro- movie didn't Johnny gel with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't yes. take don't take all my lines, Josh. Don't don't take all my lines. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I'm I want to let you guys start on this because I've been looking forward to like this roast. Basically, that's why I wanted to do this because I'm looking forward to the roast of this thing that I had so much fun making. And I don't care. I don't care how awful the movie is. I had a fucking blast making this movie. So I want to hear from like outside perspectives. Finally, what people actually think of this movie. Well, buckle up, Buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the direction for every single one of the actors is to try their best to do a tough guy voice, even if it doesn't sound the least bit natural. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You act like some, there some, is direction in this movie. <laughs> some people were better at doing the voices than the others, and some of them were really bad. Well, which which guys are you talking about uh, specifically? And and, well, and real quick before we get into it, by the way, uh, anybody listening to this that's not currently in the in the digital room here, um, you can watch this movie on Tubi. Um, I guarantee you Yeah, I guarantee you nobody's ever heard of this movie, so this means nothing to anybody listening to this. Uh, so this is purely go kill two hours and then hate yourself and then come back and listen to this. Oh, yeah. Did I not mention earlier that yep. this movie's too fucking long? No way. Oh, this movie's too, too fucking long. long. It's an hour and 40 minutes. Come it's on. too fucking long. Come on. Um, when the budget is low, 90 minutes is the max it should ever be. What do you think was spent on this movie? It was all on Fred Williamson. <laughs> what do you, no, what do you think the actual budget of this movie ah, Fred was? Fred Williamson's fucking oh, awesome. Oh, uh, what the actual yeah, budget? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I, they, I, I can tell you what I know. No guarantees that that's 100% correct, but I can tell you what I've always been under the impression of. I, I think you guys had some friends with some cameras, so that kind of got written off. And the rest of this was paid for with uh, 
McDonald's dollar menu because that came back at then. So that's how you paid for the actors and the crew is McDonald's dollar menu. What do you actually <laughs> think though? I'm, I'm I'm generally curious if you uh, had to put a number on this. What do you think? I have never worked a movie, so my idea of budget is hard. But I, I'll say two hundred thousand. I'll go on the high end. Okay. What okay. About, what about you, Jesse? That seems uh, really high. <laughs> uh, um, I was thinking like. 85 okay you okay. know what i'm just i'm just gonna throw i'm gonna throw out a random number here oh sure just okay. off the top of my head sure. i'm gonna go somewhere in the estimated range of fifty six thousand. Fifty six thousand. yes um well i can i can be if we're if we're playing the price is right there's a winner one there's a winner uh without going over james wins it uh they spent Pretty much, I, from my understanding, about $70,000 making this movie. According to IMDb, it's an estimated amount of $56,000. No, no I, I don't, that's never been right. I'm going to edit believe, it right now. Yeah, I've, I've always known it to be around the $70,000 mark. How much Fred Williamson got paid out of that, I'm not sure. But Fred Williamson was, was involved in this. The weird thing is that Fred was involved in this from the very beginning, which is weird. Like no, he didn't, isn't. he didn't just get cast. Like he rewrote part of the script. He was like involved in a lot of that stuff. No, tell and me, he's still weird. ducked out for the last <laughs> half hour of the movie with no explanation. That's because we couldn't afford scenes. to pay him more. It's because he threw his back out rolling over the Dodge pickup. <laughs> wait, wait, did you guys watch though? Because I, I, I just when said I wa- there was an end credit, so like yeah. he. You guys got a tag with him because he was probably like leaving the set, and you're like, uh, "We got him on camera." And just like yell something at him, he'll say something like, Peace. "So, when I, so I rewatched this on Tubi because I'd never watched it on Tubi. I wanted to see how the what the quality was like, and my my feed my feed Shitty. cut out before the end of the movie. So I'm like, "Oh, these I don't think anybody knows there's an end credit scene on this." So oh, an end credit. What is it? Yeah, see, there you go. It's, exactly. It, well, <laughs> okay, I actually had to buy this because of, you, I wait, you fucking the, bought this. What? On Amazon Prime. Tubi's free, dude. Because I have to watch it downloaded on my Kindle when I'm doing going mobile. So that's why. And so I watched the credits because I was looking to see just how much Mike had to do with it. I found your name like a couple of times. But uh, then all of a sudden I went back to the to the desert and there's like two random guys like hey uh, it's still the apocalypse right now. And then they see Fred Williamson on the top of a hill and like hey where are you going? Wherever there's peace and I don't smoke anymore. (laughs) But so, he has a cigarette in his hand? Uh, no, it was a cigar. That was really cigar, the, yeah. the last fucking line. Yeah, so those two guys at the very end was the writer and the director. That was their their little cameos at the very end. Oh, they showed that acting could get worse. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> awesome. yeah, yeah, they're not great. They, they, they were murdered by the rest of the cast shortly after that. <laughs> um, Let's talk about Fred Williamson being just an absolute gem <laughs> in this oh. movie. <laughs> he, he goes full send performance here. He doesn't do a oh. whole lot. His couple... Uh, action scenes, the role that we keep talking about, if you can call it a role, is uh, something. It, it reminded me of William Shatner in Showtime when he was trying to show them how yeah. to do the, the hood jumping. It was like that. It was that kind of awkward. Like It looked like they didn't have a stunt guy, so it was like, we have one take, I'm guessing, for this. And he's just like, oh, I hurt my back. He, so, I, so I can tell you this. That role over the hood, he did multiple times. And he, really? and he refused to use a stunt double. He absolutely he needed a stunt he double. would not do it. So I, from my understanding, the way that the whole Fred Williamson uh, thing worked out, we were at um, Detroit's Comic-Con hawking a different movie that we had, that we had all made. 
And we, there had been talk of making a sequel to this uh, zombie apocalypse movie that the director Ryan made in college. It was like his college thesis film that grew from a student film into like a full-fledged like uh, feature. It's terrible. Um, you know Vito that's on our show all the time? He's one of the lead, of he's one of the leads in that uh, you know so like that's how that whole thing comes together, um, and and everybody knew that movie sucked like even though everyone had a blast making it like everyone knew that it sucked so there was always this idea of of redoing it basically and rather than completely remaking it it's like well we'll just make a sequel that's set in the same universe so the kind only like connect- George Romero. Yeah, kind of. I mean, a la that, yeah, in in a sense. The only connective tissue is the very first zombie that you meet in this movie when uh, when Knox is falling down the hill and he comes up to the camp. That character is the lead surviving character from the first movie. So that's like his his like swan song. He ended up surviving that movie, but then got bit. And he was the first one you see of this movie. The one who sounds like he's having a wank underneath yeah 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 um and then also the the leather jacket that um uh george uh anthony's uh what's his johnny joe no not johnny joe the other guy the shitty guy with the eye patch at the end. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, Robert. Oh, Snake yeah, Plissken. Yeah. Oh, Snake he, Plissken. He was, he he was cast. He was vibes. cast because he looked like Kurt Russell. That well, is they, the. No, that is the reason he, he was like cast. Kurt Russell. He sounded like Kurt so Russell. They put, Kurt so they, Russell from so Wish. they put the eye the eye patch on him at the end. As oh yeah. A, oh, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. So Robert. Uh, he the jacket that he's wearing at the very end. It's like a leather jacket, and there's some some shit scrawled on. The the main like badass character of the first movie that was his jacket. So the whole idea is that he died, some raider scrapped it off of him, and now he has it. So there's like very loose connections between the two movies, but that's that's literally it. He was one of those guys. Like I I got along with him well. He was one of those dudes that was like super like spasmatic though, like on on set. And he ended up having a lot of influence back end, which I know fucked with a lot of stuff. And there was there was a lot of people that probably shouldn't have had their hands in the cookie jar as much as they did on this movie. And so there was like a lot of that kind of stuff going on. So it, it was. So you cast the guy with they cast the guy with Kurt Russell vibes, and they're like, no, we don't want that guy to be the lead. We want Johnny Jill. Well, who looks there's like. There, okay. He looks so, like he's gonna Dick Cheney with his hair the entire movie. <laughs> or not Dick Cheney. Uh, uh, What's his name? Rudy Giuliani with the hair <laughs> oh, the entire movie. Just like the just pouring out the over black his face. watch just coming down his face. How tall is Johnny Joe? How tall is he? How tall is he? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't know about my 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 height. Oh, I don't he's, think he's, he's got though. he's got he like does not have he's got like hero. major he's got like major five two energy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> just the way he like he fucking carries himself. Like I'm like this guy drives a big truck and he's very no, small. No, I don't think he even drove. I don't think he owned a car. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't get action hero vibes when I first I mean, admittedly, it started off to a piss poor start with him <laughs> having to pee on his bandana <laughs> to cool himself oh. down. But I th- I didn't think hey, he that was, was gonna be the hero. That was filmed out in your neck of the woods, by the way. So you can you can blame those scenes on you. They, I mean, that does look like where I live. By yeah, the, like, they, by the way, when he's when he stops to re wet his bandana with his own piss and he can't and he's standing there trying to piss and he's going, Fuck, 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 fuck. That's my life. <laughs> That's me trying to piss in public anytime I try to do it. Fuck, oh, you're one fuck. of those people? Yeah, I'm, a, oh, I'm yeah, the I'm same way, dude. dude. Every men's bathroom dude. needs to have dividers. Oh, oh, I could pee right here on this podcast. <laughs> I, dude, I could too. I'm, I'm with you, Josh. 
Josh, uh, we're, we're the bonding trough, the trough is like a human nightmare. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that was uh, those those scenes were filmed out in California. They they flew out there to film a couple things because they needed like the arid desert scenes. Where were they that. filmed? In California. It Where? looks like Victor California, <laughs> like uh, like the desert scene in in Lethal Weapon took place in Victorville when they're doing the hostage exchange. It looks like the same area to me. Oh really? I know yeah. they were they were like literally right off the freeway, like behind the camera is is like the whatever freeway runs through there so like they nice. it looks like it's in the middle of nowhere but it's it's not that's yeah movie making <laughs> did he age like 10 years in between the opening sequence and like the rest of the movie yeah they because like yeah, he looks younger in the beginning for some no, reason and he, didn't, that he didn't have gray hair in the beginning of the movie and by the end, he's got like right here around the roots, well, like on the he's got gray hair. If you had to make that movie, I, I just you'd go think they ran too. out of his Johnny Gel. <laughs> Why is that scene so long? Like with the opening titles and then him walking around the desert, well, it's like seven yeah. minutes before anything happens. Yeah, no, that's where you cut it down to ninety minutes, right there. <laughs> I I noticed that rewatching, and I was like, yeah, this scene the end, the beginning does go on forever, and there's a lot of people that get billing in the beginning that probably don't need billing, um, but. <laughs> I know that their idea was to basically make their version of like a John Carpenter Escape from L.A. kind of movie, like those old 70s, early 80s, like just shit B movies. Like this movie was kind of shit intentional because that's what they were going for. They were going for they were going for like exterminators in the year 2000, like all these like shitty Mad Max ripoffs. You're telling me this is a Rob Zombie Munsters (laughs) kind of thing? Because I don't believe it. The score does seem to be like aping off of John Carpenter oh, yeah. vibes there and there. I will the say first, this. I will the say first this. thing that hits when you like the first opening credits and you hear the you hear the the synth dun, come dun, in, dun. I'm like, oh yes, I too know how to use the arpeggio <laughs> tool on GarageBand. <laughs> the funny thing <laughs> That's is exactly what it is. The guy that did the music for this, uh Steve Longsworth, uh, is a genius musician. Absolute genius. Um, and yeah, it, it's completely intentional. Supposed to sound like shitty ripoff John Carpenter. Like sure, that's yeah. what they were going for. Uh, I actually think that the soundtrack of this movie rewatching because I didn't watch it. And no, it's it's not bad. It just the music seems like they watched a lot of John Carpenter movies. Yeah, yeah. In a weird way, for as shitty as this movie is, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. It quality could have been better, but in a weird way, it's it it kind of lives up exactly to what it was supposed to be. So I can't be mad at it for that. But my biggest complaint is the zombies are really fucking weird in this. In that, uh, usually zombies are like viciously trying to bite people, and the when the guy turns, I guess from the pre the guy that was from the previous movie turns in the in the first sequence with a zombie, he gingerly says or no he he attacks and then somebody else gingerly comes up to him while Johnny Jell is sleeping or Johnny Knoxville is sleeping <laughs> and uh, and then he like cradles his head and then he gets shot. Any other zombie movies, they're lunging with their face. There's no head cradling anywhere. And there's another scene where he pulls a guy, a zombie pulls uh, the guy on the roof's uh, leg back, the sniper guy. They pull the leg back. The zombie would just bite the fucker. There would be no <laughs> pulling legs back. It's gnawing with the teeth. These zombies are too ginger with everything. They're like, I don't want to hurt you. I'm just looking for a meal. We have we have nice zombies. The, the movie's really tame. Like, up until someone's eating a baby, like, there's not a lot of blood. There's not a lot of, really lot of gore or anything like that. 
it goes from like a PG-13 movie and then all of a sudden, boom, it baby. Really I mean, I do atheist podcasts. I'm used to the baby. That's like common discourse. <laughs> it really is jarring, though, because uh, pretty much all of the vi- especially like any any violence where it's uh, somebody beating somebody to death, that all happens off screen. Some of the oh, when like, you said beating, when, I thought you meant they like, were voting or something. <laughs> <laughs> when you see gunshots and stuff, you'll see the blood spray and and, and all that. But uh, it's really like Jesse said, it's total. It's it's really tame until all of a sudden you hear this. Oh, it's a baby crying. Maybe they're gonna find a baby somewhere and they're gonna take it and they're gonna save it. And then they open up and there's a fucking zombie gnawing on the nape of the neck so, of a baby. Okay, was, so what? what what was happening there was the mother was ripped open and gave birth to like a they ripped out a fully full size baby <laughs> a toddler because <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get the read of the film right because that was a huge baby but they made a point of that the mother's stomach was ripped fairs, open so I'm like, that okay. looked pretty badass like rewatching it, it i was like that actually works that's the, actually pretty fucking yeah the innards still. of the mom because they were sort they were sort of toward the bottom of the shot they did look pretty good yeah yeah you're like I've yeah. seen someone give birth. That's that's about right. <laughs> I've been right up in there. Um, yeah, that so, wasn't even a zombie. That was just the doctor delivering the right way. So, so it's funny. The guy, the zombie that I mean, this makes sense in a way. But like the guy gnawing on the baby was the baby's father. So they brought the baby in, covered it in fucking goop and shit, and then the father proceeded to eat his own child on film. If I had to guess, and this is just a guess from this from the point of view of a father who has a wife. He didn't tell his wife about that that she day. Was, she was a zombie in the movie, she, too. She's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm just taking Junior out for a nice father, father and son day. Years later, you see the movie. <laughs> just, That's like some Greek mythology this guy, shit. <laughs> this guy ate his baby on camera, and me making my baby watch this movie is still the worst parenting <laughs> we've talked about so far. <laughs> Oh my god. That, that that just shows you though when we were making this like everybody was so fucking pumped to be on there. Like when we at the end when we were shooting at the cathedral, right? Uh like that there was the um there's an outside shot where there's like hordes of zombies coming through the big field coming towards whatever. That entire field at at certain points were like completely filled with cars. That's how many extras and stuff that we had on set. Like we had people that would drive well over an hour, hour and a half every day to come to set to just be like random zombies and stuff. Like it was, honestly, it I would was do the, the same weirdest thing. fucking like same. camaraderie on the set. It was, it was absolutely bizarre. Well, yeah. Oh, well, and we went to, uh, you and me, you, me and Rob actually one time, I think it was Ryan Thompson was filming something else and it was night and we had to go to some weird industrial park like abandoned industrial park to drop off something to him and i think it was because he he forgot something on the set of oh no no no, no. What that was, was that we were we went to a different set we had been shooting and we uh, it was a monitor for one of the cameras that they needed on another shoot yeah that they had left in my possession and we had to drive it out there yeah but it was uh, kind of the same thing it, it it just it had a very like uh just like friends vibe it was just like a lot of friends hanging out and making a movie. And I have to imagine this was the same thing, just it on was. a bigger scale. Yeah, it, it really was. It really was. <clears throat> okay, I'm done trying to defend this, guys. You you, I, you should be ripping gotta, this movie actually, apart way give, more. Come we've on. been ripping it give, apart. Uh, I got to give uh, my one positive on this oh. movie. Actually, there's two positives. Okay. 
Pinfuegos, mm. which is the greatest fucking name. And she was a beautiful fucking woman. And uh, Rome were my two favorite characters. I, knew, dude, I fucking oh, knew Jesus you were going to love it. I say this. I say this with only the slightest bit of sarcasm. Rome is one of the best B-movie villains in all of history. He looks like taller fascist Dracula Henry Rollins. Uh, mixed, like, mixed with the Shredder. Uh, he, he has the attitude of the Shredder a little bit. Especially towards the end when he was like going through the pews looking for Johnny Jail. Like he had some super shredder vibes going. But he had like he's, one of my he's favorite kind of got lines. A Billy in- Bob Thornton thing going on too. <laughs> a he's a mess of a human being. But he has my favorite scene in any movie I've seen in a while. And it's when uh uh Sinflagos was talking about giving her opinion. He's like, if I wanted your opinion. I'd rape it out of you. I said that to Mike when we got home from dinner tonight. I was like, bro, I was watching this. I was watching this movie and I I knew that line was coming because I've unfortunately watched this before. I knew that line was coming and I like I I, I was filled with joy. It's a terrible line. It it doesn't even end there though. Like she tries to get him to calm down, so she goes to give him a blowjob. He just goes, no. Like that's why I say, like, did, was that his idea or was that written into the script? I have no that, idea. That to me seemed like one of those, like, I've I've talked about on the show before in RoboCop where, um, uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, Kurtwood Smith. Kurtwood Smith. Where he dips his fingers. He dips his fingers in the wine and he <laughs> sniffs the wine. And I was like, that 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 was not scripted. That was him just being a bad like. That's the weirdest, most random thing that you can possibly think of. And when, wow. and when Rome goes to get a blowjob and he just goes, mm, mouth. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't imagine that Ryan Thompson wrote that into the, or Matt O'Day, Matt whoever. O'Day, yeah. I can't imagine he wrote that into the, the script. There's I don't, no way. I don't think. to be a star. Dude, he's been in a lot of stuff. He's, I, I was looking up his IMDb today. He's actually continued acting. He's been in a lot of stuff, so. He's a he's a cop too apparently, which is very funny to me. Oh, that that's I thought that was just like his his like uh, set photo or something because that's the, I've seen a picture of him right now in like a cop uniform. Yeah, I think he's IMDb. actually a cop. I know that one of the other guys on set, one of the other maybe it's the, just the big fight at acting, the big fight in the kitchen guy, <laughs> you know the guy that held guns like this. Yes, everybody knows that is, guy, which is really funny. He's an big act- fight in the kitchen. That guy's an actual uh, border patrol, like. <laughs> But like an ice agent. Yeah, and he holds his guns like this in the movie. It was it's so fucking great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if any any right wingers are listening, this, are so a testament safe. to any the right- training they go through. <laughs> if any right wingers are listening to this podcast, they're like, "This is why our borders aren't safe right now." <laughs> I will say this about Jerry Lynch, uh, Jerry Lynch. Like his, I, I he was a he was a blast on set. But you're talking about how like what wasn't uh, scripted or not scripted. Rewatching this movie now. I was like, I'm pretty sure it wasn't scripted for him to be as handsy as he was with all of oh, the actresses Sarah? on set. Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Especially I mean, with, especially the part where he's got uh, Alicia Clark. Sarah, what the hell was her? Sarah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, <laughs> he's really going for it. <laughs> yeah, he's he um, yeah, he straight up cops a feel on her, like <laughs> on film in that movie. Hey man, I, I, that's acting. <laughs> 
Listen, baby doll, that's that's the movie business. Yikes. Yikes. I re- like I said, I don't think I realized how bad that was at the time, but with a lot of like time passed now, it's like yeah. I mean, was he a decent guy? Like I have no, to I have to imagine oh. he probably talked to her about it and just said, "Hey, like It's all about the method acting, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to get kind of pervy. <laughs> You just go See, with it. No, I, I I thought that was part of the character because he definitely seemed like a weird pervert. And I'm oh, like, okay. Yeah. Well, that was He's definitely, definitely the character, but whether she knew he was going to do that or not is a completely different okay. story. Well, yeah, that's like, I'm not cool with that if he wasn't supposed to do that. But like, again, it worked for the movie. But, but let's talk uh, for yeah. a second about for what movie. Let's talk for a second about the fact that Alicia Clark herself is sort of an odd duck. She's um, like... <sighs> Like yeah. I, 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 amazing I, actress. Uh, okay, <laughs> I almost wouldn't. I almost wouldn't be. A, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't want to be that handsy in the in the in the oh. shots, and she was like, "Yeah, just fucking go for it." I don't know about it. that. I don't know about that. I'm not. I wouldn't. I'm not going to go ahead and say that. Did she pick her wardrobe? Is she what? Did she pick her? She wardrobe? designed was, that herself. Was like she, she designed that herself. Wearing, yeah. She was supposed to be wearing like a a, a turtleneck sweater and just like mom jeans and then she's like comes to set in that and like no this is she, what i wanted it I, I, I i i sort of remember it's funny there's pictures of me doing because i literally like i was a catch-all in this movie i did everything and so there's there's pictures of right. me doing no, no 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 i that I, explains yeah, a lot fuck you jesse i used to like you um there's there's a picture of me doing her wardrobe and fixing her wardrobe in between uh stuff or whatever and it's really awkward because she's standing there literally just in a string basically just you going like this and i'm like chaining up her neck and stuff like it's all weird but like i remember when she came to set though she went up to ryan thompson she goes yeah this is what we designed and she comes out and it's literally just a loincloth and like a piece of fabric and, and, he's, like, like, and, he's, and he's like yeah, 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 that's pretty yeah. much exactly how it went. I, yeah. yeah, that's good. I gotta go vote real quick, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be back. It's pretty much exactly how in. it went. And in, in. Um, but uh, if you could, she looked good in the role. If you could, she did not act well, but she looked good in the role. <laughs> oh, no, she's fucking. No, she's she's fucking terrible. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, she's very uh, cute though. <laughs> um, well, but she. I like that you say it like so repulsed, like she's the worst actor in this whole thing. Like she's repulsive compared well, to no. everyone else's. Well, I, so, I, so I have a lot of I have a lot of like outside more personal stories about her too, which makes me not like her to be completely honest. And he's told I can say that now. I don't give a he's shit. He's told them but. to me and I have no I have I I have no uh scruples about talking about them yeah. because I don't know her personally, but she so she uh she dated what the hell's his name from Mushroom Head. Oh my uh, god. Johnny Nothing or something the, like that. The singer. That's that's the, the guy really bad singer. Yeah. Yeah, the Humber guy. Like, no, that was good like compared first, to what he just said. I like the first two Mushroom Head albums. I don't know. Solitaire Unraveling Mush- is both the best and yeah. worst song that, ever. Mushroom Head has that, one that, good song good. and it's Solitaire Unraveling. That's it. They have two good albums. But but even he's the worst part of that song. Take in its toll on my siesta. Oh, that was, like that's the part. That's the part that I can sing along to. It's so big. Like nothing about like, that shocks me, Josh. There's actually there's actually full songs where he's singing in the wrong key, yes. and I don't understand <laughs> how, like how they never noticed. It's fucking incredible. It's art, you dumbass. It's it's the keys you're not listening to. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so she she dated him, and uh, 
it, he's a big deal. It, then. Yeah, it made it made her think that she was a really big deal. And, she was. And so there, there's stories. <laughs> there's stories about her just like coming on coming on set and just like throwing throwing her Good weight her. around, just being like, "This is how, this yeah, is how the there fuck was, it's gonna there go." There was there was a lot of animosity. <laughs> like she would be, I don't know. Like she thought she was hot shit on set. Basically, the uh, uh, Joe Anthony, who who I I legitimately do like the guy that played Robert. Uh, like he oh, was the best character. He Nick was well, he was like character. her keeper. Oh no, Lucas. Lucas. Bro. Lucas. Hey, Lucas was on fucking um, uh, what's that show on Amazon Prime? The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Okay, was that guy really? made it fucking prime time. Oh, good for him. He had he had one scene in one episode. <laughs> he, he looks like the worst character on the Highlander TV series, so I couldn't get into him. He has like this baby face that just bothers me. I will, <laughs> he has like actual real credits. Yeah, he, um, I was looking at his IMDb. Here's stuff the thing: there. if you like, rewatching the movie, you can tell that like if anybody was going to come out of this movie with any kind of like better career. It was him. He was oh, actually yeah. halfway decent, even though this was like early on in his like his journey. You could tell that he at least could do it well enough to like take this further than shitty B movies. The you know first, the first scene with him and Knox, where he's just being like the the dorky, like, "Hey, have you ever done magic?" And blah, 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 blah. like, I was like, "Yeah, this guy's actually it's pretty." Like, I know people like this in yeah. real life. Like, that I know this nerd. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? <laughs> so he's believable. It's a, they, what's weird is they set up the story point that he can fit into boxes. And then they decide to put Knox into the box at the end of the movie. It's like they set it up. They set it up to be. Yeah, him. it was kind of bad. And then they, <laughs> yeah, it's just like no. They just put it in your head. Like people can sometimes fit in boxes, and that's how they got to the climax of the movie. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, the the, the the climax of that movie. It's funny. I remember the, the the second half of the movie being better than the first. Rewatching it, that is not the case. <laughs> The uh, at least the, the, the and then if you rewatch it again, you'll realize that the other way is not the case. <laughs> They're both garbage. No half of the movie is better the, than any half of the movie. The set at the rock quarry where we had like their original camp or whatever it was yeah. pretty impressive. That was pretty like that was a complete three sixty <clears> set. Like that was like the whole thing was built and like where was no matter that? where you put the camera, you could like film something, and it was actually pretty impressive. Where was it? Um, that was in, it was like an hour away from here in some rock quarry in Buttfuck, Michigan. I don't remember where it was at. Oh, um, I grew up pretty close to Buttfuck. You did, you did. <laughs> uh, I don't remember where it was at, but it was a cool location. And then, like I said, the, there was the cathedral, which was that, uh, the, 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 basically everything at the end. Um, unfortunately, Fred was not around to travel with the company to the, uh, the cathedral to film everything there. Uh, I wish. Oh, is that why that he's gone? But they, met, they should have mentioned him like thirty so, times. Okay, so where's Moses? Moses isn't here. Oh, maybe he's in this. So room. this. So the they script was enough time. So you think he might be in the climax, but he's not. So originally Moses died, right? And we no. uh, we had met Fred. The Fred was at the Comic Con where we were at, and we're just like, we wonder if Fred would want to play Moses because he's exactly the kind of character we wrote it for. Uh, or the or the writer wrote it for, and so Ryan, the director, just moseys on over to him, and he's just like Moses on over. Uh, <laughs> he just goes over there and he goes, "Hey, you know, blah blah. My name's Ryan. I'm shooting this movie. I'd be really interested, you know, to see if you'd be interested in starring in it and this and that." And uh, he's like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "Give me a give me a script." Like, and he's like, "I was like, okay. Uh, do you have uh, uh, an agent that I can give it to?" And he's just like, "He's like, I'm Fred Williamson. I don't need no agent. I don't know why you sound like Mr. <laughs> T, but he's." <laughs> Yeah, but he's not like, every but, black guy sounds that way. <laughs> Fred Williamson does sound that way, though. In fairness, 
don't need no agent. Just voice. give it to me. So they gave him the Who? script. And from that moment on, like he actually like developed the script. If you can actually call it that with them. And he's like, I got, he's like, I got three That's rules. Awesome. He goes, he goes, I don't die. I always smoke a cigar and I always get the girl. <laughs> Those were his rules for every movie he's in. Apparently, But he didn't get the girl. He didn't get there the girl. Was, he didn't there get was the no girl, girl from Dust Till Dawn either. What's that? Oh wait, wait! They had a, they had a, the, the short-haired girl. He kind of got her at some. Uh, it's implied. Thank that you for picking up trailer. on that. She runs out of the trailer after him when he runs out the first time. <laughs> what? I missed that. Like, that was the, that was the only purpose of her because she didn't really do anything except for like be in no, one no. scene and then come out of his trailer. No, she just looked cute. That was that was pretty much her uh, her she role. Did. She I did. Good on Fred. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but I know within like me and my friends, like we've always thought that was funny. Like he runs out and then she runs out behind him, and she's always just kind of like one person away from him at any given time. So that's, that's kind of always been our in joke. <laughs> um, well, I picked up on it. So that's good direction. This movie's amazing. <laughs> Speaking of the ladies real quick. I love that. Uh, I love that. Cienfuegos. Cienfuegos. Cienfuegos that Cienfuegos. is pretty clearly Spanish. Oh, that was a James. And she, pre- and she well pretty clearly has a Russian accent. <laughs> So what the hell's the story there? Well, some of the scenes he does. All I I don't know anything about like uh, about her as as a person. I know that she lives in L.A. now, and she oh, seems she, she seems to think that she's a secret agent. Oh, that's close by. We'll get, do you have her address? It's weird. Like <laughs> she's not she's what? an odd duck too. Yeah, I don't know who the, where the fuck they found all these people at, but um, yeah, she lives out. I know she's she in LA. She was originally she, a Michigan girl, though, right? Well, yeah, we, I think yeah. everybody in the movie was, yeah. Right but um, except for except well, not for everybody was a Michigan. Am I bad because I thought she was a porn star? <laughs> that turned no, into an that actress? would have been way more fun on set. But no. Um, <laughs> well, didn't you say that <laughs> Mike said uh, he's he's like um, he says? Did you notice how you can see she's wearing the same outfit throughout the entire movie? But do you notice how in the first three quarters of the movie? No, it's just the one scene. Oh, oh, no, wait, in the oh, first sorry, three yeah, quarters yeah. of the mo- in the the movie, she's wearing like a tube top, but you can see bra straps coming out of it. And then in the yeah. fight scene between her and Sarah, Sarah which didn't feature one kiss, <laughs> was a total disappointment. Um, but you felt the sexual, yeah, chemistry. and that's yeah, what that I'm saying. Like, it it, like <laughs> there should have been at least one kiss. But he says, notice there was no bra straps in that scene. That's because the lights we were using, we realized that the tube top that she was wearing was straight up see through on camera. So throughout the rest of the movie, they had to have her put a bra on. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a thing. That was awkward for her. Don't make this real. <laughs> don't. don't. I th- like there are some women that are like proud of their bodies and they like, like showing oh, up. Oh sure, like, but I've I've listened to like interviews with Barbara Cranton and she's like, yeah, stare at my young titties. That's fucking amazing <laughs> of you. And it's just like, I-, I love it when I hear commentary like that because it's like it you 100 percent know those are guilt free nipples. That you're at. <laughs> Dude, Barbara, I saw Barbara Crampton. I don't know where Stop, she. That's, po- a, that's a new sticker. Guilt free nipples. <laughs> since <laughs> uh, since 20, let, 2022. Let me put it in my phone. Uh, Barbara Crampton posted a picture not long ago, and she's still an absolute babe. Oh yeah, she's she, she's oh, yeah. definitely incredibly babe. beautiful. It's and I, she's what in her like 
mid late 50s yeah. something like that I, I feel like she's starting to catch up with herself but she still looks fucking fantastic wow. oh what a she's behind what a dick herself thing to right say <laughs> she's doing I feel like she's starting like that's <laughs> the dickest way to say that a girl is starting to look old no. yeah I feel like you're kind of starting to catch up with yourself no she she <laughs> What a prick. <laughs> she stopped aging at like 25, and now she finally looks like she's like 26, 27. Oh, okay. That's what I meant by yeah, that. Yeah, right. that, that's, that's a good way to pull <laughs> nice, it nice back, save. you fucking misogynistic <laughs> dick. <laughs> hey, stop focusing on me. Can we please start focusing back on this movie? On your movie? <laughs> stop, stop focusing on me so, and focus more on me. Speaking of me, did we all like my 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 great uh, on-screen performance in this movie? <laughs> I, I wasn't sure. I Where were the first you? Time. Did Johnny Jeff break Fuck your neck yeah, you did. That, that was you okay i wasn't sure because you've aged so horribly i'm like this guy kind of looks like mike but he looks like he has Finally a little bit of you. vitality yeah, yeah. a little bit of hope in his eyes and what i'm seeing right now looks like a 60 year old guy that went through the ring yeah that's pretty much true yeah yeah that that Josh, you're you're a psychic. You've you've seen it all. <laughs> and this was this was also another reason that I asked how tall Johnny Jell is because he's completely obscured by your what are you five eight? Uh-huh. He's completely obscured oh, wow, by short. your five eight frame. I am short. <laughs> like, yeah, he is. He's, and then it, it almost looks like after he snaps your neck, he drops down like he was up on his little tippy toes. He might have been <laughs> to snap your neck. He might pretty- have been- he he already like most of his height is in his hair, so he's already like five inches shorter than what we're seeing on screen, and you're already eclipsing him in that. I gotta I gotta know what his birth name is. That I have to name. know. No, that's not his you, name. You don't dude. think he came over to There's America? No way, that's his no, I think actual gel, name. I think Jell is gel short for something else. It's like Jellyopolis or something like that. Oh, like oh, he's, oh, he's oh, he's one hundred percent Greek. <laughs> Absolutely, he is. There's no way that he's not. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta look it up. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Oh, he doesn't oh, have what? a. What? Maybe he did like the, in, the like the gel insert f- for your feet. That's what he, that's what the family came from. He's he's like of the Doctor Scholl clan, and he just like changed it up to Johnny. Gel. Oh, he was he was he was an inheritance of the the Scholl fortune. Exactly, but he didn't want it to like overshadow him, so he like gave some hits, and he's Johnny Gel. Um. Well, and he like doesn't exist after this movie. Like I googled and I was like, "Who's this fucking guy oh, that doesn't know how to act?" Well, no, and then you search it. Mike, he was in. You showed me the Spirit of Mumbai. Yeah, that one was, time I I worked on that too. That was the last like big thing that he was in. And, um, and you also showed I, me none of these were big. Well, no, well, these no, were all no big, they big, were. big for like <laughs> local productions though. Yeah, and you showed me uh, um, Rex Kramer. Yeah. And oh, that's that's a new one. No, so, so that's not new. I, I was I was looking at that earlier. I don't know who updated that and put 2022 on it. That's fucking old. Though. Yeah, it's oh, okay. Like, it might saw, actually be. Up as it might actually be older than Redemption. That's, no, it? no, that's or is it after no, Redemption? That's, that's after. So it was like uh, it was like one of those uh, like uh, of all the gin joints in all the world, this dame had to you know like it was like a hard boiled. It was like a hard boiled cop kind of thing, you know. Noir, yeah, is yeah, the word yeah, looking yeah, for. film noir, yes. Uh, and he actually wasn't that bad in that one. Well, he plays a douchebag like, really well. Well, like, he's like, he, he's got the greasy pi look, yeah, like, he, like, in, in the, in the short, he looks the part, you know what I mean, sure, sure. And he's, and in this movie, he's already kind of got that fucking, you know, that attitude, so. Of all the gin joints and all the like, he's he he 
he plays that part pretty well. When you showed me Rex Kramer, I was like, yeah, it's not bad. That's Johnny Gel probably at his finest. Yeah. The, the other, he, um, other trailer and then he I looked, back uh, into obscurity. Look, well, uh, according to everything that I've heard, like apparently he was um, <clears throat> he was not very professional on set, we'll say, and thought he was hot shit and made a lot of people of the female persuasion very uncomfortable on a lot of sets. And he pretty much got blacklisted <laughs> from working on anything in the area. That was the story that I heard. I hadn't seen the guy since when was Mumbai made in 2014. 2014. Yeah, I haven't seen him since then. That was like the last time that I ever did anything with him. So I don't know how true that is. That's just word through the grapevine. But I'll, I'd be lying if I said it didn't shock me. <laughs> you know, I, I thought there was going to be like a good working relationship because I saw that Phantasmal Productions yeah. or whatever this shit is did a uh, vault of horror or something oh, like anthology that. Anthology of Terror. Anthology, anthology, of, tra- terror. Yeah. anthology of Terror, whatever. Yeah. Another I, gem. I saw the trailer for that and. I wish we had watched that Fuck. because that looks like as as bad as this movie is. That looked like huge amounts of dog shit. And I saw that you actually have. I saw that you actually have an acting role in that uh, one, me? dude. It, at least, it, on IMDb, it listed you as an actor in that one as well. It is. What am I? It didn't, what did it I didn't do list in that? For anthology. It turn. didn't list you as an actor in this one, despite the fact that Johnny Gel broke your neck. No, I'm. I'm but listed. On that one, I'm listed as a raider. Listed. I am in the credits. I'm listed as a raider on IMDb. Oh no, not on IMDb. I'm not. Um, but no. But IMDb I, did catch catch James, you on uh, on that. Yeah. What am I? So, so the fur. I'm trying to think. We should we should actually do this again because it'll be actually really fun. But the first, the, <laughs> let's talk uh, more about me. Anthology of Dare was three shorts with a rap. Uh, you are dead body number two. Oh, I was a dead. Oh yes, and I saw segment survived the night, which was shot in the exact same area of big fight in the kitchen and all of that. We shot that in the cathedral again. That whole short, and it's starring Johnny Gel again. Hell yeah! Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, I do remember that one. That was our futuristic uh, wasteland, not yeah. wasteland, but like, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I play a dead body. I'm just face first in, in a in a bowl of beans. I think, if I'm not mistaken. That's a that's Perfect. a total stand rip off. What's that? That's the well, the stand. Like, there's a there's move- a part in the stand where they where he finds one of the guys face down in a bowl of soup. Oh man, well, there you go. Sounds yeah. right. Anyway, go ahead. Well, it's not like it's not like Zombie Apocalypse Redemption didn't rip off some shit. You guys watched a lot of Mad oh, Max yeah. before this, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that was because of- again, that was the point. So whether they were successful in it or not is up to the uh, eye of the beholder. But the whole point was to basically be a shitty B movie from the seventies. It felt like well, Mad Max is in the it, well, 80s. 80s, 80s, you know <laughs> but, that, that era. But uh, I I love that you guys like. Okay, it's post-apocalyptic. We got apocalypse in the title, <laughs> even so we gotta wear football shoulder pads, but we can't have them on both. We can't have them on both shoulders. Just, Just one. the one because that's tactical advantage, if, right? If you pay attention to all of the the raiders in the movie, every single one of them are wearing the same exact props because we only had so many of them. So there was just like an, a, a quote unquote armory that we had, where if you were an extra for the day, go suit up. Just pick something. So so many of the guys are wearing the same thing. Sometimes in the same scenes together, as if the camera cuts and a different person is in the scene, they're wearing the same wardrobe as the person right before them. Um, I don't know if you noticed too, there's a lot of guys that played multiple characters, like tons of guys that played well, multiple I, characters. Just looking through the credits, I noticed that uh, Johnny Gel played uh, one of my other favorite parts in this movie. And it was like, uh, when they're doing the executioner guys, 
at least IMDB listed him as it. One of the executioner guys that had like the full mask, oh, like the welding and, like, mask, the, the flamethrower. Oh, that's yeah. not Johnny. That, that's not flamethrower. Oh well, IMDB listed. Oh yeah, him no, that's as, not Johnny. As that, that was a waste. Okay. They set up something so good there, where if you had re had come back to that and done like maybe almost a Thunderdome like thing and brought yeah. those characters yeah, back, that would have been a great so, scene. And the executioner there. One of the best, most enthusiastic actors really made cool. in the entire movie. The actor that was in that, that, that actor made that whole getup himself, right? He brought that to set. Really? He made the whole thing. So him, one of the other uh, Raider guys, and then a couple of the other guys that were in the movie, and Cienfuegos, uh, Angelique's guy, they all made a spinoff, like, 12-minute short film about the character in like the saw blades and all that and how they find it's like six months before the events of zombie apocalypse. And they find this, That's they find the Fuego's character with her family, like hunkered down somewhere. And they like, they steal her and bring her back to room. And that's her like origin story. Yeah, Cause and, she seems like a family girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like there's, there, there's a short film online if, uh, on YouTube, if you care to watch it but is it with zombie apocalypse chronicles raider recon that's it yep nice yep <laughs> oh i thought it was gonna be zombie apocalypse redemption this time for real <laughs> this movie redeems We're us super redeeming ourselves um, that the, the people that made this movie that kind of goes back to what i was saying though, the people that made the movie like everybody was super into it like everyone thought we were making the greatest fucking thing in the world and they there, there were funny moments like I, I happened to be watching it in the background and it's on the part where they're going for uh, a recon of a store that they said they shouldn't go to but they made a big deal about parking in the back so they knock out kurt russell and uh one of my favorite parts of this whole thing is they decide to run out back they think they're trapped and then like the zombies are in the back of them and then kurt russell comes in with the truck and just like slams the zombie and i think his name's billy the yeah. big fat guy it's like yeah like, <laughs> i laughed my ass off at his enthusiasm <laughs> to the truck running them over and then of course he gets shot two seconds later but what's great is they tried to pretend that him getting shot with this character that we didn't know who was fat, but like spoke really well in that weird kind of voice that this movie had. The smart, he was like, the smart the, hick, basically. Yeah, they 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 tried to make us feel for his death, like him, uh, Billy Billy Jell and Sarah, like bonded over his death, and that's when she realized she wanted to fuck him because <laughs> of because of that death. Uh, Johnny Gel was with her, was with him for that, and he helped a little bit. I guess I don't know. I don't understand what her motivation was she for no liking motivation. Johnny Gel. There's none. It was very weird. At first, it was antagonistic. Then she's like, kicks his ass, and then he ends well, up on top of her. And she's like, I'm gonna try and interrogate you from underneath. I'm gonna be like a bottom that's like interrogating, and they're about ready to fuck. And then they about ready to fuck this entire movie and like why Johnny Gel's <laughs> a weird looking motherfucker. Also, their first like their first almost kiss gets interrupted by Fred Williamson delivering. Yeah, she just saw what a real delivering man looks one of like. the worst lines. What is this? Some kind of fighting position? <laughs> like that's just. <laughs> what would have been great is is if Johnny Gel leaned into that. Yeah, I'll show you right now. And he just gets Fred Williamson <laughs> underneath him. My. I'd had it in his contract. No one no. was making love. That wasn't my my favorite part of that whole like opening sequence with her too, like, like and and her amazing acting chops, is when once he gets his handcuffs off him and uh, Lucas is showing him around the 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 around the camp or whatever. She walks up to him. She's like, 
I ain't buying this shit. You're talking to Moses. <laughs> like, like she, her, her delivery of that line is so bad. She had, she had like an extreme, so she had like an extreme Midwestern thing going on. But at the same time, when she was trying to get tough, it was like, like trying to be more Boston strong or something. I don't know, but honestly, if if there's gonna be bad acting, I'd rather it be overacting than underacting. And she probably realized. She's a bad actress. <laughs> no, she didn't realize. No, it. trust me. But she trust least, me. She, she at least spoke to her instincts and did what she could do. And overacting is more fun to watch than <laughs> than uh, underacting. So I kind of enjoyed her character a lot. One person I one person that bothered the shit out of me, and this was only after. So I had watched the movie. This was a long time ago, and I was like, "What was with the writing? Why did you keep making this?" This one guy, and what the hell was his name? I think it was Tokyo Faison. Uh, oh, the, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The guy who talked like this. The guy who talked like this. That's, oh, that's, that's his actual voice, by the no, way. No, but the fact that, that he, is oh his actual voice. No, but the <laughs> fact that he kept saying, like, come on, mates. Come on, this is bloody, like, let's bloody fuck. Let's do this, governor. And I'm like, why, why were you guys making him? First of all, you're mixing Australian and British slang yeah maybe he was from both why are you doing that and then mike told me that wasn't written that's just how that guy talks and i go wait so he was just throwing the word mate and blokes and and governor into the lines like that he was improving that and he's like yeah totally and i'm like that makes that makes it even worse i think he was trying to craft a character adding that kind of stuff in but the tone of his voice though that's how he actually talks like it gets he's really i thought he was no i thought he was trying to fit the tone i don't care he was really bad at it because he he had the worst of all the voices (laughs) tokyo was a cool dude though that guy was awesome i'm sure he was but i i feel like he was trying to like i feel like he was trying to do a shtick where like Hey, I'm the guy who I'm the guy who use, uses British slang, even though I'm an American. I'm like, that's a stupid shtick. Don't, don't <laughs> fucking do that. And then they just let him do it. Like I would have been like, cut. Like why? Why'd you say governor just then? <laughs> why'd you call him? My, why'd my... you call him governor? His name is Knox. <laughs> like don't, don't fucking call him that. Okay. And action. My favorite part was with him was when they were raiding for supplies, and he's on the roof because zombies, of course, are going to get on the roof before they get inside. And he gets pulled back. <laughs> he gets murdered, a- and instantly, a second after he gets killed by the zombies, they're like, "Oh my god, he was killed!" And like, how? There's a whole roof covering him. How the fuck did you it's know that a good he point. died? How did the- how the zombies get on the roof before they got into the building? Well, they're climber. They're and how climber the zombies. fuck did they know he died a second after he died? <laughs> He's dead. Well, the best no. part of that scene is right before he dies. Is when the zombies get up there, they start to rush him, and you know he apparently all of a sudden can't shoot. <laughs> they pull back on his leg, but they knock him down, and then to get up, he does what might be the world's most unathletic <laughs> kip up like you try to do that cool thing where you flip back up and like start fighting but he couldn't really do it so he just kind of rocked himself back to a standing position and then all of a sudden he knows martial arts for about 30 seconds before didn't you he gets say beat. it didn't you say in real life that he was super into super into martial arts and stuff no like that? that was um lee he's super uh, into lee martial vang. arts movies who i think it was lee vang <laughs> who's that he's the he's the guy he was the um the 
the quote of the oh, other stereotypical the character. Oh, the, oh, the, the Asian, Asian guy with guy. the sword to go along with the black guy with the bandana. He played both Asian guys because there was also an Asian guy with the sword in the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> he played both characters. <laughs> And they gave him a up. sword as yes. both characters. Come on, man. He's, not, he, he's, he's Asian, but he's, he's Hmong. The reason that I know that he's Hmong is because he was also in Clint Eastwood's Gran Torino. Oh. Aha. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but, the, but no, it's funny, Amazing. though, because... Which, which Mike that also was, was kind of that part was, of. <laughs> that was 100... I was. Uh, that was 100% though intentional. Like, like they, they wrote the characters as in, like, we gotta have the guy with the sword. Because every 80s movie with their cell action movie has an Asian guy with the sword for some stupid fucking reason. He uses it like once and then gets shot That's as what I was the rain. When Johnny Jell first comes up on that, the dead guy in the middle of the desert and he smashes him to death with a firing or a fr- frying pan, uh, he goes to shoot him with a gun and the gun won't fire. So then he immediately gets up and within a second and a half, he's holding a rapier. I'm like, it's a good thing well, the guy to, also the happened to have a rapier on him. <laughs> I mean, it is the apocalypse. It makes sense that people would have like weird swords on them. A I'm rapier? Though? Is he that really the like? Is that what you would go with? I have a rapier right by me. Is that right what now. you would go with, though? Yes. Wait, wait. I guess it's it's. Is your roommate, actually is yeah. your roommate next to you? How close is it to you? Is he the rapier one out of the two of you? <laughs> How close is it to you? Like, can you grab it right now? I mean, I can grab my rapier anytime. I want to see it. <laughs> I don't actually have any actually, swords. I'm James, not that kind James, of guy. You are talking to the guy right here, though, that does sleep next to a sword. Oh, I don't have any actual swords. I have You've Wolverine claws. You've and seen it. Mike, that's a cat. <laughs> You've seen my sword, though, that I got from this production. Oh, we, I, I believe James has seen your sword. You guys are close. Is it a rapier? rapier. When, we, when we wrapped on this, uh, Ryan, the director, no, gave, consensual gave all of us uh, zombie fighting weapons as our as like a, a gift act, uh, after we shot it. Yeah, so, so Mike, I have like a big black fucking so like, Mike, sword, like so actual Mike, sword. That so Mike, Mike, instead of getting paid for this... <laughs> This job got a sword. Got a sword. No, it's actually, it's actually, it's actually, it's actually a pretty scary looking sword. Oh yeah, it's a. Uh, it would be useful in a zombie apocalypse. Oh yeah. Oh in, yeah. In close. It's pretty battle. brutal. It's pretty brutal. Not for you necessarily. Honestly, you should be able to defend yourself with a cast iron skillet because those things have some. Uh, weight oh, yeah. to him and the fact that he did not kill that in guy one blow it, like brain damage him with the cast iron skill swinging like three fucking times yeah. means that uh our lead johnny gel is wimpy as fuck well, he's, well and he's, it definitely shows he's five too i think we already covered that in fairness, he was walking through the desert all day. He was weak and very jelly. So, so. even if you'd like drop it from that yeah. point, you should probably kill it. Cast iron skills have some fucking weight. That was I was looking at that. I'm like, yeah, yeah I can cook up that thing. That looks like it'd be good for some eggs. That was a solid skill. That was where all the budget went. It was Fred Williamson and that fucking cast iron skill. It was where all the budget went. And and fucking Johnny Gel fucked it all up. Baby looks nicely seasoned. Mm. <laughs> Um, um, I don't. Is there anything else? I don't know, dude. I feel like we've talked about this movie for way too long, and no. I, I love it. But hey, we got to end something. It's the most in-depth really review. I mean, I mean, had. I mean, where did you guys get a rocket launcher? That's oh, that was that's fucking one great. Question great special like, effects. It's the apocalypse. Where do you Who get cares? <laughs> All the buildings just like fucking survive everything, but a CGI debris goes everywhere. And, on, yeah. and honestly, the picture, like on IMDb, the picture of, uh, is it Sky Angelique or Angelique Sky? It's Angelique Sky. Because she used to go by Sky Angelique. 
Did she? Yeah. It's actually a better name. Yeah, that's interesting. The picture of her on IMDb holding the, the rocket launcher. Pretty dope. Pretty sexy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... But uh, <laughs> if if we're coming to the end, I gotta like I wanted to hold my rating on whether this was a bloody good oh. film or not. He's gonna say it is. I he's gonna say it is. Actually, kind of. <laughs> <enjoyed this> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I gave this movie so much shit because it's it's not actually a good movie, but I enjoy bad so, movies okay. so much. We, in the in the CGI, the bad CGI. Is something that I love. The bad acting is something that I love. You get sexy women, <laughs> love that. Bad special effects, love that. Bad, it, we were talking about we, this we horrible were, bad. We movie. were headed. We were after dinner. We went down to grab some beer, and Mike. Mike says to me, "He's like, if Josh doesn't like this movie." I'm gonna call him out because I feel like this movie is right up his alley. No, no, I said, th- I said, this is the cinematic equivalent to the type of music he likes. <laughs> I, I really like. It's, it's not the best movie ever. I, I'd rate it like we were well, recently did not. like uh, Cynthia Rothrock movies, and like we had, I had to go in so bad it's good because I enjoy Cynthia Rothrock, but I admit that they're bad movies. This is kind of the same scale, and this is a terribly made movie, but it's very enjoyable. I'll so like <laughs> I I would put it on the upper end of bloody good film honestly. That's high praise. Josh, do you want me to send you a hard copy of this that has like a making <gasps> of on it and everything? Cuz I will oh, cuz I will it. send it to you. <laughs> I will take it. He's got a box of them in his garage he's been trying to get rid of the last 10 years. No, actually didn't we find that we found this movie in the dollar bin at uh Target one time or Walmart one time somewhere. I I found it a couple of times. That's- <laughs> it's so, definitely so, a Walmart so movie. It wouldn't be in so Target. So we made this movie, and um, Fred Williamson was instrumental. They brought this to the AFM. Like they were out there sh- hawking this movie at the AFM, and Fred Williamson like met Ryan, the director, out there and took it. And Fred was actually trying to sell it himself. Like he was, he was out there for it. So they they tried hard to get this movie out there. Uh, it was eventually bought. There was a whole bunch of shit that happened with the company that bought it. It got bought up by another company, and then it got renamed Z War, which is really, it's is that because there's another zombie apocalypse that came out uh, with the Vince exact same year they had Ving Rhames on it. <laughs> I thought it was trying to capitalize on World War Z. No, it was. That's why it was think. called Z War. It's it was 100 why it was called that. Um, but the cover art on that is so fucking funny because it's Fred Williamson's head on a random person's torso. With an arm coming up holding a gun, the hand is white. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know who they the don't fuck made this. But whoever fucking shot this together, I'm looking at it right now. It's glorious. No, that dude. That's that's it's just glorious. lighting. No, it's lighting. It's not because even arm. his because even his face is is dude, is it's not his arm. It, his face is gray. No, Fred, there's an explosion right down by his <laughs> his left like his left I'm breast. Honest, I'm gonna. Tr- I'm gonna trust James on this because Mike's a dumbass. No, just, to, I mean, it's <laughs> no, a terrible dude. cover, but no, 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 no. just Google Z War Fred Williamson, yeah. and it's it's one of the first images that pops up. It's dude, that it's a composited photo. It's not Fred at all. Well, I don't, well, I don't doubt that it's, I don't doubt that it's not Fred. It's just I don't necessarily <laughs> think that's a a white hand. Yeah, it looks I think like it's, a white hand to me. But there's an explosion going on just down to his left, so it looks like it's lighting his hand. I think you're giving this way too much credit. I think you're giving it not enough credit. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was right. Oh, no, I that, was right. Mike's a dumbass. That's dumb a ass. black hand. 
that's a black guy's hand. You know, if white hits the hand, it'll occasionally like shine a little bit, and that's what you're seeing. There is is the hand nope. coming off the shine coming off the explosion. Nope, bullshit. The rest of his the rest of his fingers are black. There's just a little bit on his knuckle that goes white because of the explosion, and that's how you're supposed to fucking nope, bullshit. Do it. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that that's a that's a black guy's point hand. Point is though, point is though, this movie's made. Do they have black I, people? I, I, wait, hold on. Like, actually, actually I think I should point out. I should point out. Well, I guess his finger. Oh, actually, maybe he's just exercising good trigger, uh, trigger discipline. Yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. I think the more egregious thing is he only has four fingers. <laughs> But he he just doesn't have his finger on the trigger. Look at the arm too, though. The arm does not line up with the body in a in a natural way. It's like it's like no, super, you mean, it's very, you, it's very much you like mean you don't hold you don't hold your gun like this. Awesome. <laughs> that that part I can agree on because like it's it's like the gun's yeah, right up to his really chest. Bad. Oh, dude, where he's gonna give himself it's really he's gonna bad. break a look rib at, if he tries. Look to at the fire bottom. What uh, what terrorhook.com says though? Mad Max meets Day of the Dead. Isn't that what you? Isn't it, that's exactly yeah. the feeling I got off this. Like somebody watched Mad Max and Day of the Dead and yep. tried their yep. hardest. Yep. <laughs> we tried. A um, couple of things that I will add, only because I think they're funny. Uh, when Rome went over the balcony and got hung at the end of the movie. Oh, oh, we didn't even um, talk about was, that. He tangled and cashed him. That was he won. He tangled and cashed him, except for he went through with it. And tangled and cash, uh, Kurt Russell throws the the grenade into the guy's pants, and then it was a dud. This he actually had the grenade and blew his dick off. <laughs> he did. So it's funny. Uh, when we were uh, that was one of the scariest fucking days ever on set because that was not like rehearsed. That was nothing. There was no mats below. There was like literally nothing in place to save this guy if this if this went wrong. He he had he, he had a climbing harness that he wrapped around his body, and they wrapped the chain to it. And then upstairs in the choir loft area of the church where we were filming, they ripped the panels off the back of the wall and just basically like tied a chain to the steam pipe that was behind the wall, and that was it. And we we basically we, we the scene was set up. We had the camera in front, and we're just like, "Do your thing, Jerry." And he just fucking threw himself. Over the fucking balcony. So nothing. <laughs> nothing below him. Nothing to catch his fall if it went wrong. Nothing. <laughs> like, it was, it was, we would, if this movie was being professionally made, it would have been shut down in like five seconds because it was so dangerous. <laughs> it would have, it would have been an Alec see. Baldwin picture. Yeah. It, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or a crow. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Like I said, between, between that, between like the baby, the, the other thing that I was telling you about the big fight in the kitchen, which big my, favorite, in the kitchen. my favorite line in the entire movie, big fight in the kitchen. Um, the in the kitchen <laughs> that floor that you're watching them like roll around on and like be all ripped up and stuff that is 100% straight asbestos tile every bit of it oh that's that's <laughs> every bit of it and like we filmed when we filmed there for the short for the other movie Everybody was in masks and everything because, like, we were way, way smarter after the fact. But for that movie, you had all those people and they're just breathing in all this breaking asbestos. Thought, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that my name is not in the, uh, the back end of this to be held responsible for anything. Because <laughs> fuck, <laughs> that was, um, yeah. I look back at this movie, I go, we were just dumb. It was a bunch of, <laughs> so it was some a bunch of stewards, young kids that wanted to make a movie so bad that like no one cared about fucking anything. So someday, someday I'm gonna see one of those commercials late at night on TV that says, 
if you if you or someone you loved was has cancer because you were part of zombie apocalypse redemption, you may be entitled to compensation. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. James, why didn't you get Me? to be in the movie? I don't even know if I did. When Tanks is, in when, it. When did this tank? Tanks in it is in. Yeah, you know Todd Tank. That's been on our show a couple times. He's he's in the movie. Yeah. What? Yeah, he was on set for it. Oh, thanks tank, for inviting me. Tank Cox. was friends with. Um, thanks for inviting Tank me. was one of the guy uh, was friends with one of the guys <laughs> that was like really good friends with Ryan Thompson and Matt O'Day. So he got so I I know Tank from actually two different groups of friends, which is odd. Um, but yeah, like so he was invited to set. He's actually one of the raiders in the big fight scene at the compound. The big fight in the kitchen? No, no, at, at the at the at the, at the uh, camp. At the Why camp wasn't I invited? I don't know. Because you, because I, you probably I, thought I our movie was stupid and you didn't want to come. <laughs> I, I know we're running long, but that I, would make sense. That's a good choice. James. I know we're running long, but I gotta ask, why the fuck did you stop doing this kind of shit? Because I saw you had like a like at least three or four credits on a uh, IMDb. Um, like this looks like it was oh, fun. Oh, it, it was super fun. Like I said, for for as shitty this movie is, <clears throat> I it's funny rewatching it. I was telling James over here. I'm like, this movie's actually a lot better than I give it credit for. It gets there's parts that are really bad, but there's other parts I'm like, that actually looks kind of fucking cool. Like, it turned out we made a fucking feature movie. How many people can say that? Um, this movie really soured me uh, with that group of friends. So the whole phantasmal family, we called it. Like, we had like our film family, right? Like, we had the director, we had the producers, which was like me and a couple other guys. Like, just made everything happen. Um, we had actors we worked with. We had music guys we had camera guys we had like everything in place to like whenever we wanted to do a project we could do it and uh we made a couple of things and this movie really it really left a bad taste in my mouth because the original idea and i don't give a shit if anybody hears us now but like the original idea is that anybody within like our film family right like we were doing this to further ourselves that like we were going to stick together as a group further ourselves. Nobody was going to take pay from it. You know, it was like, like all the money's going to go elsewhere. We're going to get the back end of selling this and making new stuff and sticking together as a group. But halfway through shooting a little more than halfway through shooting, I found out that like literally everybody was getting a check from making the movie. Like literally, <laughs> literally oh, everybody shit. except me. <laughs> I never got paid for a, a, t- a second of my time on this movie and the thing was the it because is, you were in charge of that one shot when they got outside the the tent and it was like they needed a dolly but it was like jumping all <laughs> over the place with the camera hey, i was, I was the fucking dolly person on this whole movie motherfucker <laughs> every time there was so a dolly the answer move, to your question is yeah. yes <laughs> every time there's a dolly move in this movie though that was me i my main my main thing on this movie was associate producer and second ac which is second assistant camera so i was the one doing all the slating changing lenses all that i was working directly with the camera guy a uh, guy named jared rest in peace uh fucking great dude taught me everything i knew uh, super, super sad story with him. But anyway, um, like I did all this work though, like while we were shooting everything else, the whole reason that we had a second act, that whole cathedral was cause of me. Like, like it was my work that I, I, you know, got that place for him. Uh, like all the, all the, a lot of the special effects, practical stuff I had at hand. And I did like, I was like everywhere, like all over this entire movie. Um, and yeah, I found out that like literally every single person that worked on this movie, even people that weren't hired, that just like wheedled their way in to working on the movie, which happened quite a bit, they were getting checks cut like for them to get paid for oh, it all. Wow. And I never saw a fucking dime. And I, to be honest with you, I felt really slighted by it, like super fucking slighted. So not and to get not kind to of, 
ruined my my relationship with with this whole crew and the whole crew, we did a couple things afterwards i did that spirit of mumbai movie which luckily i got paid for because that was three different people but like i i worked on that with a lot of the same people and then a couple little things after that and then like it just it just the whole thing fell apart i didn't really want to work with them anymore it was just kind of a bad like i said the whole thing left a bad taste in my mouth and for me, if you're asking why I didn't continue with it, it's because I, I was in this position where like everything I knew about the industry was kind of roped into this group. So without the group, I, I didn't really know where to go from there. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't have the contacts. I didn't have, you know, all that. It sounds like in retrospect, it sounds like a stupid excuse to not continue. But like in the time, it just like I didn't really know how to continue in it. I just know? figured like maybe God called you to work in the church or something like that. <laughs> there is no God. <laughs> Oh my God. Trust me. I work for the church. There's no God. <laughs> I know. I know. I've listened. That's why I knew where you were. Uh, what were you, you saying, James? Uh, I think you answered my question that I had actually. What's that? Uh, it, it doesn't matter. I was just going to, I was going to kind of reiterate what, what, uh, what Josh said. Cause it was, you got broken up from this quote unquote family, this film family, but what stopped you from continuing on? My own, my own, just in fucking, general, my own anxieties about doing shit that I wasn't comfortable with, quite frankly. <laughs> right on. It is what it is. But yeah. Basically, the same thing that stopped us from playing music. Yeah. Ironically. <laughs> and the same thing that stops us from every other creative endeavor. <laughs> ironically, uh, my current girlfriend uh, was supposed to work on this movie 11 years ago, and we wouldn't pay her her day rate for uh, for her makeup skills. <laughs> They couldn't afford five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we uh, she she's like, yeah, this is my day rate. I'll come work on it. We're just like, we can't fucking pay you that, and that was that. And then it's funny. A oh, decade, so she was a decade later, you and knew not to do work for free. <laughs> Mike, yeah, do, yeah. Mike doesn't like to be. Mike doesn't like asking to be paid for the skills that he has. Like he's actually a really talented designer too. And every time he, I, I ask him to design for, something for me, he goes, yeah, I'll go. How much do I owe you? And he goes, nothing, man. I'll go. No, I oh. would like to pay you for your skills. No, no, it's cool, man. We we got some. Oh, do we have we some projects there. for you, Mike? Pay this my way. Pay care. this man his money <laughs> because he's very fucking talented. And I wish I, he. I would like you to continue. Boop. What's what's the Boop. what's the uh, what's the Instagram that you have right now? With with where oh, you're doing your I've, film projects and oh, stuff like I've that. Posted some of that stuff. It's um, mania. I mean, we'll, we'll, mania we'll pay his going rate, mania, which apparently is free. mania that's designs. Like he, I think it's I think that's what it's called mania designs. Sorry, this is this is turned yeah, into a this is turned into a <laughs> <laughs> this is turned into a hockey yeah, mic skills <laughs> fest. But like, it's it, my birthday, <laughs> damn it. But it, well, so so yeah. So I'm gonna talk you up then. Mike is Mike is an incredibly talented designer. And and he uh, he needs to be paid for that skill. So go ahead and whatever whatever work you have for him, fucking pay him for it. Uh, I'm sorry. And he's gonna mania, name his price right now, I'm which sorry, is two thousand no, no. dollars per it's working mania, hour. Mania Select video. Nice. Mania. That's what it's under. Mania Select. He has a total of yeah. five oh, dude, posts because he's really that passionate was, so about it. So that was literally, I posted this <laughs> online literally because I was applying for a job and people wanted to see the stuff and I had nowhere to put it. And I was like, we'll just throw it up on an Instagram somewhere. So I made an Instagram for it and put it up. <laughs> That's why that exists. So it is what it is. I, I have more that I can add to that. They wanted very specific things with, uh, I was trying, I was uh, applying for a job to be a designer of paperback book uh, covers. 
which which actually is Ooh. kind of kind of a cool gig actually if I could have gotten it but they uh they ended up going with someone else but you did some like toy uh toy box mock-ups and stuff like that too not to mention the fucking slash uh not slash cards oh. the monstropoly my board mon- my monstropoly. the monstropoly should, board is his magnum that. opus dude it's fucking amazing <laughs> Um, I'm I'm struggling because I, I just want to keep cutting him down because Mike's a dumbass. <laughs> oh, he is so a like, all the all this all this Mike praise is like <laughs> we're throwing okay, Josh off, guys. Don't give me. He might have a, he might have some talent, but he's a shitty don't individual. Don't get me wrong, he is a piece of shit. I don't know if you want to be associated with that. Like, yeah, you might get some decent artwork, but do you really want to talk to him? Like, even on the phone for five. Minutes? I don't know. You've been you've been on this call for almost three hours now. So now, what does that say about I you? I know it's and. It's the worst time of my life, honestly. And this has all been one big pitch to get you to pay him. Oh. And you're and look at you, you're already pulling out your wallet. Well, gentlemen, now oh, that uh, now that we're done voting all over uh, Zombie Apocalypse Redemption, is it a bloody good film, Josh? I I said on the so bad it's good scale, it's a bloody oh, good yes. film. On the higher end of bloody good film. Oh, honestly. damn. On, on the, the higher end. end. All right, Jesse. It doesn't quite reach All right, Jesse, great, be the yang to his good. yang, as, as I know you're going to be. <laughs> well, it's definitely not on the higher end of anything. But there are a couple of things in this movie that actually do work. One is just the amount of bad acting in one place is great. Any line that Fred Williams just delivers, he delivers with just Grace. nothing but... A one full Grace. send performance. I said Williamson, I, right? What I love yeah. about what I love about Fred's acting okay. is that you can tell in a couple of times he completely stumbles over his words and he doesn't <laughs> give a shit and he just he just bulldozes right through it and we kept it. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan was probably like, "Cut, can we do that one again?" And he's like, "No, nah, I fucking nailed it." <laughs> my my favorite my favorite Fredism from the set was his very first line of the movie, the "I am the fucking Moses" part, which. Honestly, great fucking Love line, it. right? I am the fucking it's a great line. He wasn't supposed to say the, right? No, no, it was supposed to be. But the way he was supposed to say it, as it was written, was... Excuse me. Johnny. Johnny's like, who's this fucking Moses? And he's supposed to come in and go, I am the fucking Moses. But that's not how he says it. He comes in and he goes, I am the fucking Moses. I am the, <laughs> like, I like, am the fucking it's a com- Moses. It's a completely different emphasis on the wrong syllable. You know, like it's, it's he could have dropped, <laughs> dropped some tablets right there and it would have been a biblical performance. Like I fucking I've watched this movie like four times and every time I hear it, I just think of nobody fucks with the Jesus. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, man. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, the I I remember though I remember um, on set this movie's I way remember too on fucking set, though long. him being him doing that multiple times and just not doing it the way Ryan wanted him to do it so we just gave up and moved on. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fred Williamson. He does what he wants. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, good time. But yeah, this movie's way too fucking long. Like oh, it's it fine. says it's ninety seven minutes. I it felt like four hours. <laughs> like there's parts of this movie like the whole first like forty minutes of this movie just drag and drag and drag. Um. But it's just wild enough. Like, this is the sweet spot for our podcast is like, we love this trash. Like, it's just <laughs> enough, like, action B-movie trash. Just enough, like, post-apocalyptic B-movie trash. Just enough horror trash. There's a dude eating a baby at one point. It's an actual <laughs> real baby. Like, <laughs> I had what too much fun with want? it. What else do you I had want? way more fun with it than I wanted to. I wanted to hate Same. it. And th- there are parts of it that I do hate. So I don't want to, you know, fill your head up too much because there's some fucking garbage in this movie. 
but but it's a, it's a say bloody it. say it slightly better than okay bottom echelon of oh, good you're film. A liar. I'll fucking take it. We got two bloody good films out of this. I will fucking take it. <laughs> Um, all right, guys, we uh, we are wrapping, uh, approaching three hours here, which is absurd. You're gonna for have to a cut one some movie. shit. Out. Yeah, I probably won't because nah, this is gonna be way too much nah, fun to don't. listen to. <laughs> um, I will say this: if anybody is out there and has watched this movie and disagrees with us, I will leave you with one thing: if we wanted your opinion, we would rape it up. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I, I, that being I said, the good, I the like good news <laughs> is. The good news is, according to Rotten Tomatoes, you're going to have to rape less than 50 people. <laughs> Bloody good film likes consent, just so you know. So Mike will rape it out of you. <laughs> that being said, uh, thank you to the uh, Bloody Good Film podcast guys, Josh and Jesse. Uh, uh, you guys are welcome back here anytime, honestly. Of, uh, we after always always after this, I'm not sure back. they're going to want to. <laughs> That's fair. It's, fu- it, it's funny. I, it's it, We... <laughs> We've been talking about doing uh, a, a buddy podcast with Alex at Beyond the Void for nearly six years at this point, and it's never happened. We got him on Josh the 15th here, episode. Josh and Jesse come out of nowhere with their own podcast, and we've done like four of them already in like less than a year. <laughs> I don't know what that says. We've gotten, like we've with- gotten Alex on our podcast and. I've been on Beyond the Void, so like, yeah. See, there you go. There you go. I feel like I feel like with Alex, it's just the uh, it's the ongoing joke now. Yeah, I'm like I hey, we that. should do a, we should do an episode someday, and we'll just never do it. Maybe our last episode. Maybe, maybe perfect. Well, sending us into the void. There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway, thanks for coming on tonight, boys. Uh, it's been a blast. It's a lot longer than your guys' normal episodes last, oh, so yeah. I apologize about for that. Double. That's <laughs> ah, all right. It's a good time. Thanks for having us Jesse on, guys. He has really a baby. It. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to go deal with that. Yeah, nope. He's the fine. baby's asleep now. I missed all those problems. I'm good to go now. Yeah, it's only like 10:45 where you guys are too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. They're 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 good. They're sorted. <laughs> um. Yeah. Cool. Well. Uh. If you want to find us before, are we? recording an episode next week i believe even. we are yeah I yes if are. you want to find us before next week's episode you can find us on instagram facebook and soundcloud at the buzzed kill podcast you can also find us on twitter at the buzzkill pc we're on all major streaming sites but clearly if you're hearing this a you've made it through three hours of a fucking podcast and b uh you've already found us so uh who are we telling this week uh tell your if you have a neighbor steve tell steve i already tell told your, steve Tell your great okay. uncle Fred Williamson. There you go. If you're if you're Tell your uh, roommate who pisses in the <laughs> ice cube trays. Yes. If you if you have a roommate who pisses in ice cube trays, tell them. That's our target audience right there. Like that's perfect. Watch watch <laughs> we just get a, like a fucking flood of followers. <laughs> flood oh, being the t- flood being the imperative word there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you want to find Jesse and Josh, you can find them at the Bloody yeah, Good Film Podcast. Oh, it sounds just as gross live. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're gargling piss when you do that. <laughs> well, that's the secret. I'm always gargling piss. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, where can the people find you guys at, though? Yeah, Bloody Good Film Podcast on Instagram. Uh, I think Twitter, we're on Facebook, and then just like any podcast catcher, just look up Bloody Good Film Podcast. We're there. 
Do you guys have a tick, TikTok? A, a TikTok? Uh, yeah, we're here for the kids for the TikTok. Oh, yeah? It's uh, not as active as we would want it to be, but at Bloody Good Film Podcast on the TikToks as well, you can see Josh eating a ridiculous one chip challenge and probably overreacting. I was really hoping you were going to say a bag of dicks. That would have been great. I was really no, hoping no, you were going to say it. I got that one got taken down. <laughs> I was really, that's our only I was really hoping you were going to say a, I was really hoping you were going to say a piss cube. <laughs> But I dream. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> we should, All right, guys. We should get more active on TikTok, both of us. We'll start doing little dances and everything. It'll it'll be uh, it'll be a fun time. Yeah, have, uh, have fun with that. He'll, yeah, he'll do he'll do it for a week and then you'll never see him again. Jesse, oh no, I'm oh no, I'm not gonna <laughs> that do looks it. Like our TikTok. Jesse and James can do it for a week and then me and Michael do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can edit it for us. Done. <laughs> All right. Oh well, that's it for tonight. Uh, we'll see you next week. We don't know what we're doing, but no uh, idea. But we'll uh, be there. Our, our big six-year anniversary is coming up in oh. uh, just Woo. a couple weeks. Here, six yeah. fucking years of doing this and missing less than two handfuls for the shows. And we're actually, doing the new actually, maybe, movie. Actually, maybe we should call. Uh, maybe we should call Alex and see if he wants to come on the do uh, the six-year. No, we should. Yeah. Ooh, there we go. I think we tried for the five year and that didn't work out. So a year later, it might actually work. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he just keeps telling us no. Yeah, <laughs> no, please, please right. stop talking to me. Cheers, right. guys. Cheers, boys. Thanks for coming on. Cheers. Have a good night. I don't know that a monkey would be my, like my first choice as a helper. Why not? Oh, they're just shifty. He's cute. He's very cute, but I don't know. I've heard too many stories of Mike monkeys, like uh, I almost called it a Mikey of monkeys uh, <laughs> ripping off testicles. So yeah, like, well, I don't, don't let, well, don't let it jack you off, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> then why are you getting into helper animal? Take. <laughs> Dogs do it why so much easier. That close <laughs> to your exposed ball. He's supposed to help in all aspects of life. Who holds your oh, penis if you're paralyzed? Sake. The monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's most of you got it, right? I mean, you got to, uh, ah, fuck, I forgot the joke. <laughs>